I know I saw you do that. You wanted to record me burping. Too late. The burping is done. God damn it. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the Boy Howdy Podcast. This is our fantabulous Christmas episode. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. I'm Annie. How's my hair look? Your hair looks perfect for I this podcast. My, I was looking in the mirror today and my hair looked I look like a bunchichi. I think I look like Corey Haim in, 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 in Gremlins, but I really look like uh, Mr. Plankett from the Mr. Plankett Reviews. God knows that those are the first two things I think of when I'm trying to compare someone's haircut. I'll just say it. So, yeah. I need to go to either Gremlins or a character on the internet. This is my precious Christmas thoughts. <laughs> so how you doing? I'm Bill. How you doing? Hi. I try not to yell so much in these podcasts because I start screaming. Yes, you do. I don't like listening to myself, but I, this is the way I talk. I'm excited. <laughs> it's anyway. your voice, Bill. We can't do much about it. So what's going on? Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Um, happy Hanukkah. Uh, technically, today is the solstice. Whatever you celebrate. Day of the year. I'm just saying this is our Christmas podcast, but Christmas, this is Wednesday. It's not till Sunday, but today is the shortest day of the year. It is now uh, 1.50 p.m. in Portland, Oregon. Uh, sun is setting in about 20 minutes. <laughs> Pretty much. God Dear damn, God. I can't believe how short the days get. Oh, is it because we're north? Yes. It's not like we were that farther north in Pittsburgh, and it's like Pittsburgh had longer days. It's not like living in Pittsburgh is like living in Florida, where it's like sun all year round, but it's just funny how going north like 300 miles would just make everything fucked up. All I know is that whenever I... When when I left Texas, it took me about four years to get used to these dang winters. Yeah, man, you go to Vermont, like, in white Christmas? Man, this should be pitch black all year. It's like going to Alaska, it must be. <laughs> anyway, so what's, what's going, on, going on? You know, you didn't write down anything, so you don't I know wrote what down happened nothing. to yourself. I am week. so grotesquely unprepared, you're, you're, unlike any other of these podcasts that I've been You're going commander. Prepared. To be fair, nothing interesting happened in the world to either of us or to the world in general this week. That there's This is going to be a short podcast. Kim Jong-il died. Oh, did he? <laughs> Seriously, do you not know the Kim Jong Il died? Did he? Are you kidding me? How did he die? He, I think he had a. Well, they won't say because it's goddamn North Korea. Someone punch him in the face to death? <laughs> well, no, I think he had like cardiac arrest. Did he die because he was so rovery? <laughs> Stop it! That is hilarious. That outside of the Korea, North Korea, South Korea is the one we like. <laughs> I'm trying very you, hard. In case you don't know which one is which, <laughs> oh I do God. have to remember because I'm in, like Korea. Oh, God, which is the one that we want to blow up. Um, outside of North Korea, like, his, his, he's just known for being that I am so rotary puppet. Like, to mo- the 99% of the people out there, yeah. Anyway, no. Am I wrong? The Hobbit trailer came out. Did you see the Hobbit trailer? You know what's what, like? We don't have anything else to say about Kim Jong-il dying. Did you I, see his son? I am so... I am so ill-equipped to talk about politics of any sort. I just... It's just this not. isn't politics. This is, excuse me. Of any sort of world news. That, 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 politics insinuates there's some kind of like two opposing viewpoints going on somewhere in the world. That's just like weird dictatorship. When a political figure dies and there is a, a like a, a political weirdness around his death, then it's politics. It's I saw politics. a lot of people on Twitter making little Kim is dead jokes. I should have assumed. Yeah. Anyway. I wasn't paying attention to that, paying too much attention to Twitter this week. I was hibernating. Well, I, I swear to God, it was reported I'm, elsewhere than Twitter. I have turned into Fozzie from the Muppets Take Manhattan, where I've just found a cave and I've been hibernating <laughs> for a while. Uh, so wait, what happened to Hobbit? No, did you see the Dark Knight trailer? Yes, I did. It's good. And I saw some people being like, "That's a shitty trailer." I'm like, "That's, that's a really up. 
What? Did you like it? How it gently teased and evoked the mood of the movie, movie as a whole? I wonder how much of that is going to be... That's interesting, because, like, obviously the trailer... Uh, we're talking about... I'm talking about the Dark Knight trailer. You're talking yes. about... Man, that Hobbit trailer about, is I all about... about it's about weird Hobbit about how trailer. the uh, Hobbit trailer is cut to... Uh, it really seems to be a lot about the Occupy Wall Street movement. <laughs> Those dwarves, they're gonna go march on Smog and take back all the money you stole? <laughs> that is fucked up. Uh, I'm just saying. It's of the moment, that, that Hobbit trailer. Anyway. Yeah, the Dark Knight trailer, where it like, starts off with the, with the national You should anthem. be excited because the football players are the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, they got the Steelers it's colors, too. I like they didn't even try it's to It's Ward's it. number. I saw it's Ward on the io9.com did a screenshot by screenshot examination of the Dark Knight trailer, and they you know they, they were like, oh, that football player, name is his name is Ward. It must be an homage to Burt Ward from the original <laughs> Batman. I'm like, no, that's Heinz Ward. Shit. It's a fucking Steelers player. <laughs> it's almost like geeks are writing about football and they don't know what they're talking about. No, it's more like um, people are very excited about the Dark Knight. Still a stealer? No. He's named after Ketchup. <laughs> Which is great because he plays at Hines Field. Oh my god, they make Ketchup. It's spelled differently. I know. I even back when I lived in Pittsburgh, I always thought of that. But yeah, no, that was a cool trailer. I, I love good. the evocative thing with the. the I have no idea what Bane was saying. Yeah, well, beautiful Tom Hardy. They obscure his beautiful Tom Hardy face. Did you actually not understand? It took me three times they to watch the trailer. He says. Uh, you'll have, uh, you'll, you'll have my permission to die when Gotham is in ashes or something like that. And really just does sound like, <laughs> he sounds like the gonk droid from Star Wars. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it sounds like uh, supposedly the studio is really pushing back against Nolan to say, hey, you got to change this voice. Like this is like, they're actually getting scared because, uh, Nolan's built up so much cred with the studio because mm-hmm. they've made him so much money. Even, even Inception, which they kind of let, let uh, him make Inception just as a whim thinking, well, this Inception movie, it sounds really weird, it's going to cost us a fortune, but it's worth hit, us letting him make that movie if it means we'll get Batman 3 out of it. Mm-hmm. And that turned out to be, to be a huge thing. And so now he's got super lots of cred, he's got a lot of pull with the studio creatively, and this even this even then with that uh, um, going on, they're really supposedly really are pushing back. Like you gotta fix Bane's voice. Did you see like, what some uh, some anonymous Warner suit apparently said? What's that? Where it said like because um, they were asked about the whole Bane thing, and they're like, oh, well, you know, we're gonna want to see what um, what Nolan chooses to do, but um, it's such a asinine thing that had nothing to do with the subject matter. It's like yeah. you know, uh, he tells the sort way he tells stories and everything. You know, you just gotta it, when you're just like swimming and you just gotta swim a little harder to keep up. With oh it. yeah, I did see that quote. Well, the thing that freaks me out is because Batman has been almost intelligible for the last two Batman movies, and if if if, if Matt Nolan, <laughs> Erica Mullen's wife, says it's okay, then that freaks me out because he never fixed that shit. <laughs> Who's gonna tell him to say no? It's like it's like when Will Arnett shows up on Thirty Rock and he goes up to Alec Baldwin. Or no, no, no. And, and Liz Lemon says, "Are you gonna have a talk like this?" Contest? Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, man, Christopher Nolan, are you not? So we're gonna have the main villain and the main hero in this movie just be completely unintelligible to each other. And I don't know. To it's, be fair, Batman is the least interesting part of the Batman movies. Who cares if I can't hear someone him? Someone pointed out he barely even talks in the trailer, though. Of all the characters you talk, Of course he does. I think he says, like, what? What does he have to say? He's know, the Batman. Man, when Catwoman's all like, we're gonna fuck your shit up, Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I, I was like, man, that's great. I, I, I hope really the movie is actually... Hathaway. I hope yeah. the movie is actually as much about people trying to get what's theirs as the trailer makes it seem. I think that's mostly just, like, inside criminal to, rights. They're trying to tap into the Zeke guys. I hope that'd actually be kind of cool that i mean that's there's there's a great plot element of a bad guy actually inciting actual people have a legitimate reason to riot yeah. 
that like the, it'd be engaging in crime and stuff. That's kind of a fucked up thing, but like that's kind yeah. of justified. Those like really like a morally gray area. Well, it's which a sudden tells me what happens in the movie is he he and Catwoman just set free a bunch of criminals and they go free and they're like, oh, we're gonna get what our it's criminals trying to get what's theirs, quote yeah. unquote, not normal people. If it was normal people raging against rich people like Bruce Wayne, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> fucked up. Batman has a reason to go. Oh shit! <laughs> okay, let's get the fuck out of here. Let's go to Argentina because <laughs> um, they're Nazis. Yeah, <laughs> or something. Um, but no, I'm sure in the movie it's just going to be like fucking killing off all the firstborn of Gotham with penguins or something like that. I can almost touch the microphone when I do this. You cannot. You're too far away. Am I too far away? Okay, there I'm right go. here. Get closer so you're here. not in the cave. Friends, I assume because we're trying so to figure loud. out how to do volume in this. Yeah, because if uh, longtime listeners to the Boy How Do podcast will realize we tend to have some pretty janky sounding <laughs> recordings, uh, usually with one of us sounding like they're recording from a toilet. Yep. Um, so we're trying to fix that. Anyway, so yeah, no, that was pretty cool. Anna, Anna Hathaway, right. like, like Anna Hathaway. There's no reason why she couldn't make kind of a cool Catwoman. I don't yeah. think she'll probably be that interesting. I genuinely but. trust his casting. I don't trust how women are yeah, treated in his films. They're always the least interesting part of his films. Yeah. So I'm I'm really curious to see how it goes. Oh man, it's got what's her name from Inception. She's in that too, and you yeah. couldn't understand anything. Did she you said see Joseph Gordon Levitt in his beautiful face? Yeah, he's in it for ten seconds. All of, yeah. No, all of maybe half a second. Was, but I still was like, hey, Jiggles. Hi. Man, do you know anything about the plot? What that movie's supposed to be? I'm about? trying to keep myself in the dark. Yeah, I've heard a couple things, and yeah, I, don't I don't know, know anything. We'll I want to go in and be delighted by beautiful eye candy. Yeah. Wait, so. do you think they're gonna kill Bruce Wayne? I don't care. <laughs> Batman. I genuinely couldn't. So far, so this trailer less. is like, yeah, it's gonna be the last movie, bitch. Batman is the least interesting part of these films. I do like the fact that this movie takes place eight years after the last one, though. It should. Mm. I mean, it should. So. How does he make a whole stadium collapse on itself? What the fuck is that? Did Bill, he fart under Bill, the dirt? Bill, he's a Batman. I just said, no, <laughs> who no, has his man. own? No, I'm just saying. You're in a universe where there is a man who pretends to be Tom. a bat and somehow owns a private military, like industrial complex thing, and is able to make like these amazing cutting edge machines that no one notices. I love like, for how wet and juicy Tom Hardy makes so many people. He looks so stupid in this movie. He does. He looks just like a hot. He looks like an angry hot dog with a gas mask. You know mask. what? I don't care if this gives him yeah. enough cred that they can finally fucking film the the. Mad Max movie with Tom Hardy and Charlie Theron. Seriously, Stone, Jesus about. Christ, that's all I care um, about. So yeah, that's be a Batman. great Mad Max. I'm very excited. Oh, man, he's gonna be a great Mad Max. Supposedly, did you see they're they're thinking about making three more Mad Max movies? They should. I will oh, see them man. all. I will see them all with the beer and a pizza. We've we talked amazing. about this before, but I'm still kind of worried to see whether or not that's supposed to be a reboot or an actual in-universe continuation of. I don't Mad care Max either movies. way. Well, it's kind of important because like the fact that like time passes within the Mad Max universe was a big deal in the first three movies. It'd be yeah. kind of weird. if... They just kind of just said, oh, this is Mad- I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so anyway, I'm okay yeah. if Mad Max is a figure kind of like Robin Hood, where it's just the, like a name. You've that- only seen World War- or Thunderdome, right? I've seen them all. I've oh, seen all seen- three. You saw the first I one? I finally saw... Well, I've seen the first one. I saw... The first one's ridiculous. <laughs> well, no, here's the thing. I'm the sort of person where I'm like, I have to watch things in sequence so I understand the context. Oh, so actually, that was the first Mad Max movie I the saw. The first one. I rented it um, And it's going to be nothing like what you think college. it is. Because it doesn't look like that. Well, yeah, because I'd only seen spoofs of fucking Thunderdome. Thunderdome and Road Warrior. Yeah. So I get Mad Max, and it's actually just about a pissed off policeman, and it's sort of pop <laughs> kid kind of gets run over. Yeah, no, yeah. He lives, I watch the fact that he lives in a house and has a TV is kind of weird. If you're going to watch Mad Max, and you're like, wait, he paid. However, rent. I think is that this? is badass. You could make a movie and then make a sequel to it that only vaguely resembles the original. And it's yeah, okay. yeah, 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 that's yeah. amazing. I wish that happened more often. Yeah. I really hope that um, the sequel to Inception is all stop motion animation. 
you know? Just, like, doing stuff like that. You know, it would be awesome. Just <laughs> like, on a 3DS camera. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and then the Hobbit trailer came out. These, yeah. these are, like, two biggest things. The Dark Knight and the Hobbit trailers kind of came out. Well, I mean, week. Mission Impossible came out. Well, movies came out. Supposedly, Mission Impossible... Everyone's raving about how good Mission Impossible Brad is. Brad Bird knows his shit. I wanted to see some of these movies before the podcast this week. I just didn't have time. I've been too busy. I've been busy drawing a special uh, Christmas present I may throw up online uh, later on today or tomorrow uh, for people who like Muppets and like Christmas. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, everyone says Mission Impossible 4 is actually really, really good. Yeah. Which I'm glad, because it's Brad Bird, and I'm glad to see this is his first big live-action thing, and I'm glad to see everyone says, like, even regardless of the plot, the direction is, like, super hardcore, yeah. just really, uh, just, uh, just very, uh, uh, what's the word when you're hard? Not, er- not erect. <laughs> anyway, um, Brad Bird is an amazing director, and anything that gives him more cred, I'm in favor of. I can't think of any words right now. <laughs> I've been spoonerizing so hard all week, I've been terrified I was gonna spoonerize. Confident! There. <laughs> How is that hard? I'm just trying to think, I just, well, you, cool. I just, why do you think the word confident, I, wa- I, I think of a guy walking into a room naked with a hard on, just just acting like nothing's I, well, going on. Well, it takes a lot of confidence. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, that he said it was a very, like, confident, steady, handy director. That of course. Which is for a guy who knows his come up through animation. That's, that's actually really cool. Well, no, I mean, it, it, the kind of skills that he has, they're applicable to, you know. So, well, Tim Burton came up through animation. He directs like shit. Well, dude, have you seen his animation films? His live-action films are about as coherent and focused yeah. as any of his animated films. yeah. I'm just saying, motherfucker. Yeah. This is Brad Bird. There is a long... The, the kind of narrative... What they want to do in a film, the goals of those two filmmakers, are very different. Truly, when I first watched the episode of The Family Dog back in 1985, <laughs> I thought, man, this guy would make a motherfucking badass live-action Mission Impossible movie someday with Tom Cruise. I didn't say it's bad. I mean, whatever. I'm glad it happened. Let's, Dear I'm not I hope you can hear the face I'm making it I'm, right I'm, now. I'm not complaining. And what? Uh, Game of... Well, not Game of Thrones. Game of Shadows. Sherlock. Everyone's been saying I almost went last Kind of a night. wet fart. I don't care. What? All the reviews I've read have said, if you like the first one, you're going to like the second one. A lot of the reviews... Yeah, exactly. A lot of people hated on the first one, too. And I thought it was fine. I enjoyed it. See, I enjoyed... What I really loved about that film is that for the first time, I was on the, the other one? side of the yeah. fence. Yeah. What? I am always oh, the nerd who holds things very close to their heart and then shit gets adapted and then my heart is broken yeah. even though it's maybe fun on the face of it and this one it was the, basically it was made for the audience of me I love Guy Ritchie I love Guy Ritchie's stupid style and so I fucking loved it I love them being bros and like <laughs> fancy Jude Aww. Law and bantering and I love the clingy soundtrack and everything I, it was a great time it was one of my favorite I mean I just uh, for straight up good time it was we'll great. have to go see that together or something like I, I'm gonna go see that um, what the hell Tintin came out today too. Oh, did it? Tintin came out today. Let's see. You might be able to go get a ticket and you'll be the only person in the theater. <laughs> Nothing to say about Tintin, huh? I, mean, I just, I really don't it's care. It's Tintin. Or Tintin. Here's, here's my sad <laughs> secret. This is the thing. In Around comics communities, you can't really say this out loud, I don't really care for Tintin. Well, Tintin is I just, like Tintin fine. I really fine. like the art and I like his characters, but I could care, I cannot remember a single story from Tintin, and I, every single book I've ever had, I've given away. Tintin is bone for people who like to go to the discotheque. <laughs> what, what joke is that? I don't know. I'm struggling to process that Tintin, joke. I, I, I've read Tintin, it's not bad, but it's so... It's great, I mean, I can, I can see know, what people like it, You know, it's written and drawn by a Nazi war criminal, it's okay, <laughs> what are you gonna do? 
Um, I feel like it, it, but I feel like if I say that out loud, I'm going to get hung by my thumbs, you know? Uh, does anyone care in America care that much about Tintin to yes. actually get that upset about it? Tintin is canon. Tintin's cute, but it's kind It's of like, like, it's the same way I have to risk, whisper, I don't like Tolkien. That's fine. Tolkien's not a good writer. That's, that it's, no, no, it's not, I don't, I don't like him at all. I don't see, I don't, I'm not. I open up a toll. I love telling people that the Tolkien, that the Lord of the Rings movies are better than the books and they flip the fuck out, which is, it's fucking true. Fuck those movies. Or fuck those books. They're not necessarily bad, like terribly written, but man, like, I've seen people like excerpt some of the worst passages from Tolkien in terms of like just his, his, his prose and he does just write some of the stupidest fucking combination of words you'll ever see. There are some, there are some opinions, cultural opinions that you have to whisper to yourself. And not liking Tintin and not liking Tolkien are pretty much on that list. Tom Hardy is a small penis. He does not. I've seen it in multiple films. In fact, in I'm very excited. Oh, yes. He is naked in Bronson. Eh, I must um, have missed he, that part. Granted, he is flaccid. Yeah. Um, you don't get to see a lot of tragedy. <laughs> Why are you so working so hard on being angry? He forgot to be horny when he was in front of the camera. Um, and uh, he's naked in a short film. Does he have um, a big wiener? What's he look I mean, like? He has down a respectable there? Is he packing? He is a totally He's a big enough guy. He'd, he'd have to have a pretty See, large penis just to keep proportional. When you're a brute, you know. And I have no judge of what makes a good penis or a bad penis. <laughs> and so I have to leave this up to well, you whether or not. To my as lesbian, a lesbian friend. Yeah, I was exactly. going to say, here's the thing. This is what I feel kind what of bad about. What makes a tasty it. looking penis? My, my opinion of wieners is totally skewed. <laughs> That's the name of this episode. <laughs> because. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. discovers. I know it. Oh, I'm going to end this conversation no, right no. now. I'm going to end this right now. What is your episode? I, I need to know what your opinion of wieners is. You can't start a conversation. Okay, come on. Keep Luke. it brief. Uh, it's entirely abstract for me because every time I hit on a man, historically, his response was, you're a lesbian. What? I've had two, did I ever tell you this? I had he two. Told, they told you were a lesbian before you were a lesbian? Well, I, okay. They were that. Like, before I met my, my lovely and beautiful lady friend, I had never been attracted to a woman. Yeah. But if I still I say asked, that you're straight, you're just gay for Foley. I ever, I think I, at this point I'm willing to say that I'm bi. Yeah. That's more, you know, I'm technically almost 99% of the population is bi. But, it depends on how heavily swing one way or the other. I was a very, I lived a very lonely life because a lot of my, you know, as a teenager, I was largely, I, you know, I didn't really feel anything in particular, so I just kind of didn't. Yeah. Really severe cast pains that kept you in. <laughs> and in college, once I started kind of become more aware of my feelings and whatnot, every guy I asked out, two guys I asked out, um, said, but you're a lesbian. They just assumed that Which, just because you look like not like like you didn't have a sundress and all that. I shit. guess I don't know. I don't know. I read comic books and I at wear... least all, all the girls that I've, I've asked out and they turned me down. They've been like, "Oh, you're you're male." <laughs> Because I look like, it's almost the opposite thing where they, like, yeah, because, like, if I shave. Well, let me tell you this. If I shave, I look like Rosemary Clooney. <laughs> I look like a human dumpster. Nothing kills your swerve faster than a man that you're attracted to and with whom you think you have a rapport and the potential relationship than him saying, I thought you weren't attracted to me. <laughs> Oh, that's terrible. It's Merry Christmas. not Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas! Anyway, so my, my feelings about penises are all based on abstracts. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'll have to get you a framed photograph of a penis. 
for Christmas. Uh, anyway. Oh, man. Penises are fucked up. Let's man, stop see, talking about it. Did you see the photo? Please, let's stop talking about it. Please, please, let's stop talking about it. Christmas. Let's talk about Christmas. I was going to watch some <laughs> Christmas specials in preparation for this episode, and I forgot to watch them all. I bought um, Muppet Christmas Carol and Muppet Treasure Island, intending to watch um, Muppet Christmas Carol, and I was just like, well, while well, I'm buying it, I may as well buy it. But you watched uh, Muppet Treasure Island, Island before. Muppet Treasure Island. Why is that be? Well, you hadn't seen it forever. It does, I haven't seen that, I think, since it came you out. You don't have to, much. like, but you know you like a Christmas, like, you know what, you don't have to, like, study up for this podcast. You well, know I if you like a Muppet Carol. I to be able to say Carol. with intelligence, because I do love Christmas movies. Really what it did was, what happened was, I was like, I, this Christmas I decided, like, a month ago, I'm like, I'm going to watch all the Christmas movies, because there's so many I haven't seen. Yeah. And, um, well, I was like, man, there's a lot of Christmas movies that you don't want to commit to something well, that... Well, okay, I wanted to watch a lot of you the Christmas movie canon. If you're going to do that, you should pick maybe three Christmas movies you've never seen before. Because you'll have the rest of your life of Christmases to say, okay, what are three Christmas movies I've never seen before? Anyway. I'm just saying. So, I, a friend of mine came over and showed me, um, uh, Scrooge with, what's his name, Alistair Finney? Yeah. Is that his name? Which no, wait, no, cute? should we, this is Christmas talk, should we save that for a little bit? Okay. So anyway, I watched Muppet Christmas Carol, or Muppet Treasure Island. Muppet Treasure Island is very cute. Yeah. I forgot I've that never seen it. That's the Jim theme, Curry, though, right? I, I used, yeah. I, Jim Curry is actually an amazing Long John Silver. Jim Carrey is the best Long Tim John Curry? Silver. What did you say? Did I say Tim Curry? Did I say Jim Carrey? Did you say Jim Carrey? <laughs> <laughs> They're very, very, very I different you said men. Chicken Curry. <laughs> Tim Curry, Curry is an amazing Long John Silver. Matt is always talking about Chicken Curry. I love, um, I love Treasure Island. It actually was one of my favorite books as a little Man. girl. And um, uh, Tim, I think Tim Curry is one of the best Long John Silvers. He really is. You are willing to buy his, um, the because he's a very mercurial character and it's hard to portray well. And also it's hard to portray his relationship with, with Jim. without Where's Jim? Um, oh, some kid named... Oh, it's not like Kermit's Jim or anything. No, no, it's actually who a person. Plays, who plays, uh, Ben, uh... Was it Ben... Ben Bowes? Ben Gunn? Ben Gunn. They turn into Benjamina Gunn, and it's Miss Piggy. Oh, okay. <laughs> which leads to one of my favorite lines of the movie, which is, um, Jim goes to Captain Smollett's, <laughs> um, um, chambers, and Captain Smollett, who's the captain of the Hispaniola, mm-hmm. is Kermit. And he has a little watercolor of Miss Piggy. And Jim, it is actually really nicely done, like, period style. And, and Jim picks it up and says, who's the lady pig, sir? <laughs> just fucking... That's why I love the Muppet I love the, the Muppets, yeah, when it's just like... <laughs> yeah. I, well, that's like what, like the great Muppet caper when uh, uh, Monty Python guy... John Cleese. John Cleese is having oh. dinner. And he's like, oh, there's a, there's a pig outside the window climbing up the fire escape or whatever. Oh, yes. Watching Muppet Treasure Island, though, made me realize that whenever I do um, my generically um, Jersey slash New York mom voice, that is entirely informed by both the Muppets and uh, Looney Tunes. Because oh, when it's I a cross talk, of like Rizzo and, and yeah, uh, yeah. when I talk like uh, what I think a mother, <laughs> you're not wrong from New York or New Jersey. It, I'm basically doing a voice like a that I've Jersey learned mom. that I've learned from the Muppets. <laughs> I could basically be a voice uh, of one of the rats. What? Well, have you watched any other Christmas stuff this week? I watched. No, I watched Scrooge with Alistair Finney. I've never seen it before. Oh, I like so we could, Yeah, we could, okay. Um, well, and I watched. Um, well, we don't have to talk about it now. But anyway, yeah. No, and the other thing I did this weekend. Um, I was actually very excited about. There's a theater here in town called the Hollywood Theater. Oh, I was going to ask you about that, yeah. Which is a really cool, beautiful old um, old theater that was like built vaudeville times. And um, I once volunteered to do some demolition there. And uh, uh, they took us 
on a tour, and I got to see all, like, the backstage stuff and, yeah. like, the changing rooms for when they had vaudeville and shit go through. And they still have, like, the, the, the framing, like, scaffolding for, like, panorama vision in their main theater. And so we have a very fond place for the that theater in my heart, even though its seats are 70 years old and it's totally falling apart. Yeah, when we went to go see Sleeping Beauty, I was dying there. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But no, so the um, one of the local fancy theater chains... Um, uh, remodeled one of their... It's actually the Lloyd Center Theater. They remodeled one of their theaters to be an IMAX theater. Um, they're actually showing this in Mission Impossible. Right oh, I now. saw that. that is yeah, that like, it's at the Lloyd Center. That's got to be like Ghetto Wannabe IMAX, because how are you going to fit a whole IMAX screen inside the Lloyd well, Center I, Theater? Well, I've been to regular theaters that have IMAX screens. I just, you can't I've been there the, before. It's got to be like pseudo IMAX. I'm no, sure it's that's an IMAX screen, big. dude. No, I'm just saying. Say. You're just two feet away from a two-story tall screen. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, so the um, when they when they did that, they had to change they changed out the seating and everything. So all this really oh, six so they just gave really nice seats they gave to the Hollywood Theater. They donated $100,000 worth of seating. And so all they have to do is pay for installation. But so that's going to be a lot like $200 a chair or something uh, like it's that? A, it's 50 bucks a chair is what they broke it down to. So it's $30,000. I'll pay dollars to have two chairs I can sit in. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, no, so they, as a fundraiser sort of thing, they did a free screening of Bringing Up Baby. Oh, really? And, okay. and then you could donate if you wanted Ooh. to to the cause. It was like kind of thing. And um, it was, so that we got to go cool. see Bringing Up Baby and it was a new 35 millimeter print um, mm. from the Museum of Modern Art. And Jesus. it was, I mean, it's, you know, it's still an old film, so they're... Yeah, it's not going to look fantastic. But it was, but... it was so much fun to watch that Which in one a theater. Bringing Up Baby? Bringing That's... Up Baby is, is Catherine Hepburn and Cary Grant. And is that Catherine the one with Hepburn... the cougar? Yes. Okay. Um, yes. It is the one with the um, uh, jaguar. That, that's what it is. Yeah. I can give you anything but love. I need to watch baby. more stuff with Catherine Hepburn. I love She's her. great. Have you seen her in Little Women? Uh, no, we keep yeah. talking about every year. Christopher Columbus. My All favorite. The only little woman I know is uh, fucking uh, uh, my so-called life. <laughs> Get off. <laughs> help me when a window opens. Help me, Heather's. I'm gonna die. <laughs> Batman was Batman. Oh, you better marry anyway, Batman. Anyway, let's talk about something else interesting. <laughs> what is it to do with the vampire? She better not marry Batman. <laughs> sisters are actually yeah. oh anyway <laughs> so bring up baby was good it was amazing and it was great uh-huh. to watch in a theater full of other people hearing them laugh it was it like a, a sold out crowd i mean it was full it was a free screening on a friday night in portland Oregon. Uh, hopefully yeah, yeah, at least ha- if, if you're old enough and uh, savvy enough to know what bring up baby is and when yeah. you want to go see a screening of it i'm assuming you would throw a couple bucks into the till for that yeah i i'm really excited if nothing else oh it reminded God. me vividly of how urgently i need to make a donation because my ass fell asleep halfway through oh was yeah yeah, I was talking Man. to um, a friend, I'm actually um, acquaintances with the dude who's the new director, and who's yeah. been helping them kick a lot of butt in terms of restoration and fundraising and part of this project. 
Anyway, uh, and he said that um, they're going to get started in January. I think they're going to do the main theater. And what's really cool is they're going to, like, repaint and fix all the, the, the... They got a new screen this last year. And they're going to, like, fix all of the um, curtains and everything around that. And, like, they have to, like, take out, like, a lot of cement, grind it down, and put new... Oh, yeah, do, do the whole renovation. And so they have yeah. enough for that. And then they'll maybe be able to do the two theaters. Because it's kind of interesting. Yeah, for they those have at least know. one better. That'll be nice. Yeah, because it, when it was built, I think it was, like, had the most seating of any theater in Portland. Oh, okay. Um, and so what they did was um, at some point the second floor balcony they walled in the balcony yeah, and so that's split how they have the and two turned screens, it into right? two other screens yeah. so yeah it's a really interesting space that a lot of things have been done to I'm glad they're gonna they're working around to fixing it if you have some dollars to spend in your Portland I highly recommend kicking some of the way God knows there's enough stuff in the world right now that's worth your donations but that's that's one that's important to me so. uh, yeah anyway Shall we talk about Christmas now? Since we oh, I have one more thing I want to talk about. Uh, oh, I forgot to bring this up with the uh, uh, Mission Impossible being mm-hmm. so successful. Uh, I guess it's making it. I guess it only opened it in IMAX this week yeah. and made a shitload of money. Uh, and that the anticipated success of that is so much that uh, now uh, Brad, uh, uh, Brad Bird is now talking about Me either too, doing right? a, uh, a director's cut Blu-ray and or a re-release of the Iron Giant theatrically. Ooh, a oh theatrically. <clears throat> yeah, theatrical re-release. Uh, they well, they said oh, he's in the middle man. of talking about Blu-ray doing a Blu-ray release, but he's also talking about if they do a Blu-ray, he wants to do. He says he has a whole bunch of making of stuff he wants to throw in there that yeah. n- no one's ever seen before, and he has like a two or three minutes of uh, animation that he wanted to put in the film original. You know, d- typical kind of George Lucas. Like I've yeah. got these, I've got these two scenes I want to put back into the film that I never had a chance to do before that he'd like to put back into the movie, like huh. finish animating. And, uh, yeah, maybe actually eventually do a theatrical re-release. Anything that gives Brad Bird any measure of success. I think, I'm yeah, Mission Impossible, this sounds like between him and his track record and everything else he's ever done, this he's, it's nice to see him ascending into yeah. a Just position a quick, of real power in Hollywood. As a quick note, I presume everyone who's ever, who's listening has seen The Incredibles and probably seen Ratatouille. That was Brad Bird's work. If you have never seen The Iron Giant, you are missing... Easily one of the best animated films ever made, but also probably one of the best films. Yeah, so yeah, his, his, his big three films. Are, yeah, Ratatouille. Ratatouille. He was only brought in as he a ringer, fixed though. Ratatouille. Exactly. Yeah, uh, Ratatouille was. something I bring he it was... up because people. You Ratatouille's know. good though. It's, it's Did fun. you see this obscure animated film that barely got released in like, like 1997? Supposedly the only real uh, stamp of Brad Bird's on Ratatouille is the fact that it's all about how what, how awesome people should be allowed to be awesome and how awesome people who aren't awesome. Yeah. Welcome. Anyway. That, that's the whole theme of The Incredibles, too. It's like, man, I'm so awesome. Why can't I be allowed to be awesome all the time? What did you say? Oh, anyway, yeah, Brad Bird also, uh, he also worked on a little known show called uh, The Simpsons for a long time. I'm that's that's where he kind of really got his start. The Simpsons? Yes. He uh, was a writer. Oh, the show with the yellow people. Yellow people. <laughs> that's not a. I can't think of a show with predominantly Asians. <laughs> I can't even make that racist joke. Um, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, right. so that's what happened this week. Da, 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 trailers and movies coming out. <laughs> Did you play anything this week? I played more Skyrim. Yeah? Still oh, you're still, you're still playing Still have not played any Assassin's Creed. I feel so bad. Well, however, however, the missus and I did have a long conversation about our next playthrough of Mass Effect. What are you going to do? For the next movie. We're, or the next game. We're going to do a playthrough of Dude Ship, and we're going to romance Ashley. And, um, we Ashley the space racist? Yes, space races. I like Ashley. Oh, you're talking about just the playthrough of the first Mass Effect. No, one and two. Yeah. Ashley shows up for the second one? Yeah. Eh. Whoever you, was yeah. your, your, whichever one you let live, they I show up in a side quest. Uh, I'm so not interested in the human characters in those games. 
I'm going to take a Ashley, moment. Ashley, black guy. I'm not going to say it out loud to you, but I'm going to look at you so hard that how many fuck yous I'm saying in my head are going to come out. I like loud. Tattoo Chick with tape on her nipples. She's kind of fun. Uh, yeah, no, more than, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's the monster characters that are the best characters in this. But. I'm not saying, I like what? Ashley and Kate Lincoln. I was so busy this week with work and Zelda and, uh, and, and uh, shipping stuff out. I, or not Zelda. Drinking time? <laughs> Um, this eggnog getting to me. I made some eggnog. Woo! Um, yeah, yeah I wa- I've been watching uh, Joshin play a bunch of Zelda, and that's, that's the only gaming I've done all week. The end. <laughs> Let's move on to Christmas. Let's talk about Christmas. <sighs> okay, we'll be back in a second. So for our uh, Christmas podcast, I made cinnamon cookies. Cinnamon. Oh, are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. You're eating. Uh, I made cinnamon oatmeal cookies and eggnog. Eggnog is good. I've never liked eggnog before, but uh, well, the only eggnog I've had before was kind of crappy store bought eggnog that had kind of like fake bourbon flavoring into it, and I hated the big uh, fake bourbon flavoring. So I said, "Fuck it, I'm going to make some real eggnog and see what it tastes like when it's you know all natural." Yeah, just it really is just like eating cake, drinking cake batter, but without the flour in it. It's not bad. It's kind of inoffensive, but whatever. What do you think? I'm really glad you made some for us to share when you don't like it, and I told you repeatedly that I don't like it. Why don't you like it? It's not bad. Why do I? Why do you like drinking milk? Bill, why do you not like drinking alcohol? Do I do? But this is this is stuff you like in it, just in a combination. That's like saying if Tom Hardy, who's your other favorite people in a movie, and you're like, they're all in it, and you're like, I hate that, but if it was only Tom Hardy, acceptable. <laughs> That's not true. If it's Tom Hardy having sex with, um... Just stop right now. Who's from, uh, who's Brothers Blue? I'm not attracted to either of the men in Brothers Blue. <laughs> no, the lady! Rachel, Rachel Weiss. Weiss. Yeah. Rachel Weiss. Anyway, Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Jesus Lord. Oh. <sighs> Thank you, Bill. Yes, <laughs> Bill has activated his TARDIS cookie jar. I have a TARDIS cookie jar. Anyway, so yeah, what do you think about Christmas? Yes or no? Jesus Lord. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Christmas is wonderful. I love Christmas. I'm sorry to all of our non-Christmas celebrating people who are listening to this, but I love Christmas Do we so know much. a lot of non-Christmas celebrating people? Well, I don't... Actually, I don't know anyone other than me and, like, me. I know maybe two people who actually really like Christmas. Oh, really. that's a difference there. I can see if you just don't like Christmas. Those people are crazy. <laughs> Well, I know a lot of people who don't celebrate Christmas, and they're like, whatever. Because they're Jewish? Which, but, no, not necessarily. They're just not Christmas people, which is totally alien to me. It is alien to me. Christmas is the time of year when I totally revert to an irrational childlike state. I could, I, you know what? There's so much pressure on people to enjoy Christmas. I could totally understand people not liking Christmas. And I hate it when people are all like, I'm pagan. I don't believe in Christ. You know, the people who like seem to be against Christmas because they have nothing else to do. Fuck those guys. No, if you know, if you are Jewish or Muslim or whatever. Anyone who thinks that Christmas is actually about Christ is an idiot. I know! (laughs) 
Whether, whether I'm Christ and Christmas. Whether you're offended, either way, I think you're an idiot. It's a social, it really is just a cultural, social, just, like, party. Something, It's something that I love. I am even now wearing my Santa hat. I'm yeah. wearing it I got, pretty much I got non-stop. cookies. I got, oh, oh, man, these cookies are fucking good. <laughs> these are, this is just the recipe off the oatmeal uh, tin box, too. It's not even, like, any special, like, Trust mm. the box. I cut the, uh, the sugar in half, so they're a little bit less cloyingly sugary, mm-hmm. but it's really good. They're really good. Um... Here's our cookie eating podcast, everybody. Man, you know what, cookie? Uh, I'm, it's Christmas. There's, you're going to eat on a podcast. There's a good one to do it on. So, yeah, Christmas. I it's the best. Okay, my- we'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs> no, Christmas is one of my favorite holidays. I totally turned into an irrational child. It is the one time of year when I, when my, the part of my brain that is rational and has reasonable expectations totally goes out the window, and I pretend that I'm still an adult. Especially with me, because, like, I remember Christmas, you know, as a kid, like, was I was so wrapped up with just the gifts. Oh, totally! That it's funny now that, like, Christmas, like, as an adult, like, unless you have kids or, like, a family or something, that if you're just a schmuck like me who just, like, you know, lives and works by himself and stuff like that, you're not you're not going to expect much in the way of gifts or anything like that. But I still just love Christmas and all the See, shit that's wrapped I'm around it. all about the ritual of the tree, you... and in my family we get pajamas the night before Christmas. Yeah, I mean, I love that, that that's the social stuff it's not yeah. you, you're you were raised catholic you've done cat christian christmas pass and stuff like that you really don't do that anymore because being gay in portland is not conducive to that behavior but if you still there was plumbed. a parallel world where i could take my gay wife to a catholic mass i would totally go i can't believe they don't have something like that in portland dude no the whole point of the catholic church no it's is not you can be gay thing. you just can't be gay yeah, exactly. so i can't, you can't if do I, the gay thing no. i know yeah Anyway, um, Ugh, so like living in the dark ages. Anyway, well, dude, it's a fucking Catholic church. Yeah, smell like Play-Doh and I'm eating with them. <laughs> Bill, has been, Bill decided that it would be appropriate I, to have Play-Doh on this podcast. The store had Play-Doh on sale for two dollars, <laughs> and I was like, man, dude, and these are full-size cans of Play-Doh, and it's the primary colors. You can make anything you want <laughs> for two dollars. I would have busted nut if I saw that as a kid. Like I could buy all the Play-Doh for two dollars. And so yeah, I've been playing with it all podcast. Now my hands smell like Play-Doh. And now I'm eating cookies with my Play-Doh hands, and now everything kind of smells and tastes like extra salty Play-Doh. You also revert to a child. Play-Doh is completely edible, though. Here, look. Mm. Mm. Oh, my God. Oh, God damn. What did you just do? Oh, God. Don't eat the blue one. Oh, Go sit up in the bathroom. Go oh throw up right now. That's right. Drink it down with eggnog. You also like <laughs> nothing says Christmas. Welcome to hell. Like washing down Play-Doh with eggnog. Oh God, that, it didn't taste bad. It was I forgot it's mostly salt. <laughs> Holy shit. Hey everybody. Oh. Like anyway. Wow. No, I totally turned it. I'm gonna keep talking as Bill has a tiny Play-Doh induced seizure. I totally turned wow. into a child. I cannot, I cannot help it. And I turn into an irrational child with unreasonable expectations of Christmas. Yeah. And I also forget every other Christmas. Christmas in my brain just kind of morphs into this er Christmas that Christmas, has no real relation I to I can anything. understand. Like, Christmas for me, my Christmas memories just exist in, like, this weird chamber of just Christmas, like, yeah. it's almost like a time out of time. Yeah. It's so like, it's like a box to... that I just shove Christmas thoughts into with no chronological well, order. Well, like, even me, like, I was trying to think of, like, I was trying to think of, like, the best Christmas gift I ever got as a kid, and, like, I was thinking of that, like, one or two things, but I had to, like, figure out which year it was, and I was trying to, like, yeah. what year? I was trying to deduce, like, what year is what and stuff like yeah. that, and no, it's just, especially Christmas as a kid really just exists as, yeah. exists in, in memory. In memory and just in as memories. just a big, right. it does exist in memories. <laughs> anyway, if I could no, make myself lactate Christmas memories, I was talking out to of my, my sister on the phone the other day. Yeah, and, um, she told me that my family um, 
there's all sorts of stuff going home on at home, and they weren't able to send my Christmas presents, so I'm gonna get them after Christmas. And I was like being all cool, I'm like, oh yeah, that's fine, that's fine. Shock. Got phone, almost started crying, like no, first things. And it's not like, necessarily about the I'm gift. Like, no, it is. Not you asshole. Gift, but not it's totally about the gift. Well, it's not about I don't what the gift is. They could have gotten me a shoe. It's just having saying, yeah. presents. And my mom always made sure that even as an adult, I get a present from Santa. I still, from my parents, I still get, oh, really? From yeah, Santa? I get one from Santa. My parents never told me about Santa. <laughs> one way or the other. No. They just let you discover Santa. <laughs> said Uncle Maurice drops off these toys, you asshole. As soon as I got off the home, that happened last year. My family also had sent me Christmas presents after Christmas last year, but I forgot. Also, last year, my mom, uh, my my family has a tradition of getting um, pajamas the night before Christmas, and uh, it used to be something that like my, you get, you open up a box, you get brand new pajamas, and you wear yeah. them. It's like you open a present the night before Christmas. It's Christmas pajamas. I that's something else we could talk about. Oh, one thing I just want to point out before we get, I still get Christmas presents from my folks. They always send me uh, crayons and a coloring book. Oh, my parents have uh, deemed that I, I will go to my grave, or they will go to the grave, every Christmas. Until then, I will always be getting a, a yeah, coloring book. And oh, that's sweet. Uh, so I should be getting that in the mail any day now. Anyway, go ahead with your uh, pajama story. It was what my grandparents would do for me. They'd get me pajamas. In fact, I got footy pajamas pretty much until I could not get footy pajamas the right size. Yeah, yeah, at some point, yeah. Um, we you were... have to go to a special fetish shop to get <laughs> Well, no, no, no. We were at Target with my mother-in-law, and we're looking at pajamas, because I was like, oh, man, my mo- my parents aren't going to send me pajamas. I have to buy my own Christmas pajamas, which I had to do last year. Why am I moping like this is some fresh tragedy? Their children's <laughs> starving, and I'm getting all weepy because my parents are going to send me Christmas You know what? Pajamas. You don't hear anything about Occupy Wall Street now, not to bring that up again. I think it's mostly just because everyone's all messed up with Christmas <laughs> right now. No one wants to hear about, like, I'm so sad. Everyone's anyway, broke. Anyway, um, uh, so I'd like, and, and my mother-in-law did um, point out, she's like, look, they have adult-sized footy pajamas. And I'm not talking about, like, for adults. I mean, like, with fucking, like, um, penguins on them, and, like, penguins on their feet and everything, and, like, totally and childish. And blankets and shit are such a big deal. That's not Good that point. surprising, yeah. Good point. But no, and, uh, uh. Yeah, no, it's funny. I just, I totally become irrational. Like my my poor my the, my poor lady friend um, Foley, had never celebrated Christmas in her family. They were poor and they were not secular and all this other stuff. So, um, uh, she they're not secular. No, not at all. They're super Christian. That's right. That is what that means. Yeah, they are, they're, they're super secular. They're non-religious. Is that a bad thing? You're like, well, no, oh, I did say non-secular accidentally. Oh, okay. I thought they were like Hindu are, or something. No, they were too, totally not religious at all. Um, oh God, oatmeal cookies are the best. Um, but anyway, so they she never really celebrated Christmas, and she never really had to give presents or anything, and so she stresses out about it. Yes, Bill, eat more cookies. Um, and she always stresses out about presents because she knows how important it is to me, which means, of course, I can't make a big deal out of it because she's already don't want to add on onto that pile. So I've had to be like, I'm trying to be so good because like, I know I only have two presents under the tree this year and I'm pretty sure I know what they are because she got me a digital camera for Christmas and she got it for me two weeks ago. You guys do this stuff with both Christmas and birthdays. You guys are like advanced gifting each other months in advance. Well, I only advanced gift fully this year because I got her a Cintiq and a workstation and I only. Well, I mean, but like, I and I was like, "This is your Christmas and birthday present," oh, yeah. which of course didn't stop me from getting a bunch of shit for because Christmas. Because when the holiday comes, I you still have not. to have something. No, 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 no. I don't know. I'm sure a rational person could. I am incapable because presents are important to me. Yeah. She could care less. I gave her like four presents for her birthday. I have like five presents under the tree for her because I it is hugely important to me. Presents are still man. I got 
I am such an idiot for presents. I am an uh, idiot. I will be able to stupid. Talk- uh, there's something going on with my present situation this year that I'm not going to talk about until next week because I would ruin stuff. Not that there's any kind of huge surprise or anything going on for anybody, but I'm, I, I did something kind of stupid where I told myself I wouldn't be getting any anyone anything this year. I'm wouldn't. staring at a pile of presents that you. <laughs> well, don't tell everyone. Anyway, yeah, if you're listening, if you're friends with me in Portland. <laughs> you're listening to this pretend i'm not getting you anything for christmas this year <laughs> uh, I, I didn't blow a lot or anything like that but still i wanted to get people stuff anyway i'm an uh, idiot for christmas i mean this year i tried to be better and i because I, I tend to buy stupid sh- i'm an idiot for gifts i'll buy people well, stupid shit they don't need cookie jar is what you got me for christmas two years yeah. ago yeah i buy people stupid shit they don't need all the time because that's, i love getting presents that's the other thing so christmas much? presents should be shit you don't need it is the most selfish impulse of Private what i have christmas gifts like I am, I am, I can be a selfish person. This is one way until I, when I totally become a child. I love presents so much that really, I wish people were just giving me presents twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. <laughs> but that I have no control over. All I have control over is what other people get. So I'll make friends with people, and then I'll just get them stupid shit that they yeah. don't want or need. And it's really important to me. And they're like, "Oh great, I will keep this forever," and like quietly put it in the trash. You know, and it's like I know this, man. But, man, and I tr- I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to be an adult about it. I'm trying to be good. It is hard. Yeah, see, this year difficult. talking to everyone I know. Everyone I know is stone broke right now, so everyone... That's not what it is. I don't give a shit if you no, got me a like, rock I'm, not, the side I'm of the just talking about as far as my gift giving thing was everyone kind of agreed that everyone's yeah. broke. Let's not worry about gifts. Yeah. And, like, still, like, it came to be a couple of days ago where I was like, man... Christmas without presents. Uh, exactly. So I did splurge and got a couple people. I am people, a child. A things, I don't yeah. care if I get a fucking can of beans. Yeah. This is the thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, like we're gonna have a little Christmas thing on Sunday. No one's expecting me to bring anything, but I'll bring a couple things just to, you know. I don't care if I get anything, but I not giving I presents on Christmas presents. kills me. I love presents. I am yeah. awful. I am an That's awful human being. You're coming being. over to record a Christmas podcast. I spent all morning just making cookies that we'll eat two of them. <laughs> and that's it. Like, it's not like I needed to do this. But it was Christmas. It's Christmas. I got my Christmas lights up. I decorated awful. just for Christmas my room God, and shit I'm like awful. that. Yeah. Ugh. It's not a bad thing. Christmas is Christmas, Yes, it is. Christmas sometimes inspires awesome things in people. I'm literally Even if it's just buying most, other people junk. I am literally the most awful consumer in the world. Because I don't even care if the shit has meaning. I'm just spending money mindlessly to give yeah. people shit they don't need because you, it's important to me. You are, you are, you are, I am the problem. You and I are so like-minded that way. This is practically self-help group right now. Uh, what do you, so your parents, you did Santa and everything as a kid? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I knew pretty quickly that it wasn't a thing, but still, it when was like, When did you learn Santa wasn't the, real? I have no, I, there was no vivid. Oh, I have a vivid. Me. I have a very vivid thing. I think I was about 10 years old. Uh-huh. It was a couple days after Christmas, and I remember asking my mom point blank, like, Mom, is Santa Claus real? I just happened to be waiting for my school bus uh-huh. uh, when this happened. This is like... Man, was it 1986? Because this would this would have been January 1986, a couple weeks before the space shuttle blew up. I had a rough January of that year, 1986. <laughs> uh, but I was like, yeah, mom, seriously, like, like, tell me, because like, I think I heard people at school talking about whether or not Santa Claus was real, and I was like, really kind of worked up about this. I was like, this is something's going on here. Either you exist or you doesn't. And so my mom was waiting for me at the bus, and I was very yeah, like, like, does he exist? I and she was like, do you really want to know? And that right there, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> and I was like, yes. And she said, no, he's not real. Santa Claus is, is me and your dad. And I was like, oh, okay. And she like, you know, patted me on the head. She gave me a little kiss because she knew, like, you know, it's a hell of a dro- truth yeah. bomb to drop on a kid, yeah. even the kids are asking for it. Yeah. And she let me get on the bus. And man, I remember being, being on the bus and trying to hold my shit together because part of me was so like. Like, I, like, that's yeah. one of the few moments in my life where I could feel like, well, that's part of my childhood going, when you're, like, 11 yeah. years old and you can kind of yeah, feel like that, that little bit of, yeah, self-awareness kind of, like, like kind of stab its way into your life. It's like, I'm like, boo. So, 
But yeah, I have. That's a very vivid memory. Yeah, so, I, 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 I was begging for it too. That's the best part. It's not like, oh, I'm uh, really excited. I'm really actually excited because so continuing the family tradition. Foley has four presents from me, but two are from me. One is from Santa, and one is from the cats. I'm really actually oh, what the pet Christmas. What stuff? the cats got her for Christmas is pretty much the best thing, and I'm so <laughs> excited about it. And I can mention this here because she's not listening. Um, I got Foley from Santa a book. <laughs> That's all art photography of of Harry Caveman. <laughs> How do you? I'm like, what, like museum exhibits? Well, no, I don't know. I think it, I don't really know what it is because it arrived <laughs> when I got it. It got it arrived all shrink wrapped. So, like, I saw the preview oh, online. Can't even open it. I don't think it's super dirty. I think it's just like art photography of Harry Men, and it's called like Harry. Oh, Harry Men. I think you meant Harry Caveman. No, I said Harry Gay Men. Oh, Harry Gay Men. It's like totally a gay. Oh, that's why I thought it was like a zoo. Th- or and like- I, as I was, I was looking at the presents and I was wrapping them, and I thought of like, of course, this would be from Santa, <laughs> and I just started laughing. Like Santa's like, this is from my private collection. <laughs> Because who is more well, embarrassed than Santa Claus? Studio. He actually takes exactly. My elves are very busy this oh year. Oh my god, that is it just made me laugh. Man, oh, I can say what the cats are getting here because she doesn't listen. Um, she, I, I found out about a book that's a choose your own adventure book called "You Are a Cat," <laughs> <laughs> and it's all like you know to scratch the post, turn to page five, oh my god. and it just made me laugh. It kind of blows my mind because I live with uh, Josh and Bahar, and uh, neither of them give really give a damn about Christmas. I think Jojo kind of cares about Christmas. Bahar, yeah. well, she she's from Iran and stuff like that, so she wasn't raised yeah. with like oh my god Christmas stuff. Yeah, and so she 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 and her family could kind of care less about Christmas. They get together for Christmas dinner and stuff like that. So I feel like a freak living in this house where I'm like. Like, as soon as my birthday is over at the beginning of December, I'm like, Christmas, Christmas, yeah. Christmas, da, da, da. And they're just like, <laughs> And they kind of get freaked out because I'll just, like, sequester myself away and just, like, watch, yeah. like, holiday Christmas yeah. specials all night or something like that. And I think part of the reason why I get so wrapped up with all the presents and the ancillary bullshit to Christmas is because Christmas really growing up was all about my family. Yeah. And now the bulk of my family is either dead or far away. And, like, I can't, and, like, I can't get time off to go to work to go visit them, and, you know, Foley's family doesn't really celebrate, so it's, like, I have to build up all the bullshit, because that's all I have. Yeah, that's exactly, well, this is, I'm hell-bent on on this year for, uh, making a turkey for Christmas Eve, which is ridiculous, because I'm essentially making dinner for myself, because everyone else is doing other Christmas stuff, which is fine, because my, in the last couple years, my Christmas tradition has turned into watching, uh, a Chris, uh, no, uh, it's a wonderful life all by myself by making by but making myself it's the no, most nicest controlled thing in the world where I just make myself a really nice meal watch a, it's a wonderful life and it's not like a sad sad thing yeah. sad sack thing it's just like yeah. if you're just gonna hang out and like watch like the Super Bowl by yourself but like yeah. do it very much like away from the world where it's yeah. nice because like the rest of the holiday I'm still hanging out with people and stuff yeah. like that but like Christmas Eve is usually just by myself just yeah no, it's, it's it's very cool I look that's the thing I look forward to uh, with Christmas more than anything else um but this year I want to buy and make a uh, big-ass turkey, not for the turkey itself, but so that I have the guts left over to make turkey stew the next morning, because that's yeah. my dad, dad's big thing. And I haven't had that since I was a kid. I was, I was like, holy shit, I could just, there's no reason why I can't just do that for myself this year. Yeah. And I'm so, really excited. The, but that's, I'm so hyped up about that just because it's been so long since I've seen my folks. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta cling to the ritual. Oh, man. This... That's why I'm freaking out when my mom can't, is, I think my mom is gonna try and get pajamas to me by Christmas. Yeah. Cause she made, she's talking to me, she's like, as I talked on the phone, she's like, you're, you know what you're getting, so, you know, your present present won't be there on time, but I'm gonna try and have something there for you, something for you by Christmas. Yeah. So I know she's gonna try and get me pajamas. Man, but... the family thing too also uh, fucked me up this week, cause I've been watching the show Community yeah. uh, on DVD, and uh, there's a great Christmas special where it's actually an animated Christmas special. Yeah. 
and uh, the whole gist of it. You, you haven't started watching Community yet? No. Uh, it's on Hulu and stuff. Um, but the gist of this Christmas special is kind of like uh, the, the one character who's a little bit crazy, Abed. Mm-hmm. He suddenly wakes up all day, uh, w- one Christmas morning, and he sees everything in his world is stop-motion animated. Yeah. He's like, oh, this is kind of interesting. And uh, turns out he's going crazy because he had just gotten a letter earlier that day from his mom mm-hmm. saying that she wouldn't be able to come over and hang out with him and watch Rudolph Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. And this is the only little bit of Christmas he has in his life, and this is not going to happen this year. And oh, he yeah. has such, like, a schism about it. It leads into this whole rest of the episode being a such... It sounds like being a Rankin-Bass stop-motion animated uh, Christmas special. Mm-hmm. But, like, the revelation at the end when you realize, like, he like this whole thing is kickstarted by the fact that, like, He's so sad because this one little bit of Christmas is it's is is watching TV with his mom, and it's not yeah. even that it takes place on Christmas. He talks about like they get together like every December 9th or something like that because that's yeah. the only day of the year his mom can get off work and they can hang out. I thought that just that just totally kicked me in the ass harder than I thought it was. Yeah, Cause the idea that like another big part of this special is. Uh, the characters are all looking for the the, the the meaning of Christmas. Yeah, like that's and just like every other holiday special. And they have a great thing where the the meaning of Christmas in this community uh, stop motion animated special is just whatever it is that you do on Christmas is the meaning of Christmas. There's yeah. no real meaning of Christmas, but the meaning yeah. of Christmas for this character Abed is just watching uh, Rudolph Red Nosed Reindeer with his mom. Yeah, and the fact that that didn't happen to him that what that's what fucks him up. Yeah. and that was just kind of like a, just such a nice like little profound thing, but not like super huge or crazy idea, but like. Oh, that, that that really kind of yeah. uh, hit home with me. So yeah, no, it's like because I'm realizing the more and more I get older that you know what makes me. Eh, it's true. Any any person like you know what keeps you sane is ritual. Like yeah, the rituals that you inject into your life. Clinging on to what's what's comfortable and what's known. Yeah. And, you know. I mean, because that's what I miss about Catholicism is, is the ritual of it. God knows I found no particular yeah. solace in a lot of the dogma, but, you know, the... Christ the, didn't taste that good. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, it's all, you know, having all that ritual and structure. I went to Catholic school for both elementary school and high school, you know, and so they're all, like, having that sort of structure in your life and expectation. I've been thinking about this, too, because not to... <laughs> Let's talk about Skyrim a little bit. I was thinking about, um, <laughs> sure. I was playing, I've been playing more Skyrim because I'm, a, have a mental problem. And, um, uh, you know, just, I was thinking about like, cause you know, I think about this abstractly in fiction, but like, it's the first time that it's been presented to me. It's like how different your life would be if your, your religion is not abstract and hypothetical. Like when it's actually like a physical presence in your yeah. life. Like when you see you God once a to. week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's like. Oh, wow. It's, easy, okay. it's a little bit easy to be Christian when, like, you know, yeah, the whole thing is abstracting God's over there and maybe only meet him someday. Yeah. But, yeah, if, if you... Like, you have these moments you're like, I feel God in this, If but you have to not... fill your, your religious TPS reports every week, that's <laughs> exactly. a little bit... Yeah. You know? It's like, uh, oh, man, I gotta go see Nocturnal. Oh, fuck. I, I, I tripped over her altar. She's super PO'd now. You know, it's kill like, me. Um... Uh, there was a point to that segue, and I can't remember it. It was super interesting. That is fascinating. It's super good. Skyrim. Just... This is a really great episode, Bill. No, I like this. Don't be sad um, about this episode. Anyway. It's Christmas. It's emotional. Um, we don't have to be in top form as long as it's from the heart. That's the meaning of Christmas. <laughs> that's whatever. right. I'm just saying. That's right. It's a community Suddenly, now everything's going to be stop motion animated. I'm going to flip out. <laughs> and I wish. Anyway, Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. Is this going to be a short episode? Yeah, well, I was predicting that. Although we've already recorded almost an hour, so it's not like it's going to disappoint Someday we'll anybody. be to the point. Um, so what's the best Christmas gift you ever got? I could be flip and say a car. I got a car once for oh, Christmas. Did you get a car? Yeah, it's actually, okay, I have such, again. That's not flip, that's great. What's wrong is, with the car? No, because this is, 
This is me being an asshole because it was Christmas. Oh, and did as you we're gearing up to Christmas, because it wasn't a PC cruiser. No, 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 no. no. Oh no. Uh, as they're gearing up to Christmas, I'm like, there are no presents present on the tree. Oh, don't know. There was know. maybe one present on the tree oh, for me. Oh, oh, no, and here's the thing. I'm such a jackass. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, fuck, <laughs> I have no presents on the tree. And like in my family, there's this whole thing where like, so one person is Santa and they give out presents. Oh, yeah, 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 my parents. And, yeah. you know, and, uh, and, you know, so we take turns and like, this is your, no, here's my mom, here's for dad, here's for Katie, here's for Annie, here's for mom, here's for dad. And we go around until everybody's out. And so, like, you know, I, I had, like, one present as a book. I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, no, it was the Sandlot. <laughs> it was the Sandlot on DVD. Oh, because <laughs> in retrospect, a car and a copy of the Sandlot is a pretty good combo. No, and what's funny is that my family, for some reason, had this concept that I loved the Sandlot. Just because... I you liked the Sandlot. No! Everyone loves the Sandlot. I am totally... I like the Sandlot okay. There's a part of it that my sister and I used to quote a lot. And so, and that, and my family presumed that since there was this part moment from it that was like, that I would love this gift. That but here I am, the only move, only person, and I think it was like I'd asked for Master and Commander on DVD, and instead I got fucking Sandlot. Oh, so this is even more recent. Oh, and geez. I was like, son of a bitch. Well, I mean, it was, maybe it was Master and Commander, it was some time ago. Something like that, yeah. And it was, uh, but I was like, f- and I felt like That's a jackass, but I was actually pissed off and finally, like, mom was like, oh, what's this present? And grabs this oh, tiny little box. Terrible. And I'm fuming inside. I hope to God she never hears this. But I'm, I'm like fucking furious. I'm like, yeah, there's something else for me. You Because mother- I'm awful. I'm a wretched human being. You used to be and like that about me- your birthdays. Now that's kind of oh, stuff where you're so Well, again, I don't want to put... I don't want to put pressure... A, I need to be an adult. And yeah. B, I don't want to put pressure on my poor wife. Who knows? I want for nothing. There is literally nothing that I want for. I am I'm finally at a point in my life financially where pretty much if I want something, I can buy it for myself. And otherwise, I don't want for much. I am the worst to shop for now. What kind of know? car did you get? I got a Mazda Protégé. Is that good? It's a great little car. I loved it. I named it Amelia after the captain from uh, Treasure Planet. Oh. And uh, I loved it. It was a great little car. Did only uh, 12 people see the car and then it got... It it got... Put out of its misery. It bombed. I don't know what that joke. Oh, I get it. You're making a joke about Treasure Planet. (laughs) Now I get it. Anyway, no, I loved my car. What what, what else? Um, Well, what's the best conventional gift you ever got? Like toy or anything as a kid? When I my grandma once, um, my grandma Dorothy in San Antonio. Yes, she did. Bill. I know. My grandma died. (laughs) Jesus Lord, Bill. Anyway, she got me a um, a dinosaur playset. She got this for me and my sister, Aww. and it was totally awesome because it was like totally super off brand. I'm sure it was something like you could buy at a convenience store, yeah. but it was like two and a half foot tall, like this molded rock outcropping, and it, um, so it was like this playset. And then it opened up, and there were places to put all the dinosaurs, and there were these great little. And at the time, my my little sister and I were obsessed with. Oh god, what were they called? There were these little figurines, and there was a mama dog. And then all the little puppies, and they were cast, and so the mama dog was like the size of a, you know, a small, three inch figurine, and yeah. the puppies were teeny, teeny, tiny. They were small enough that they could wear Lego helmets. Oh. And so we made like Lego cars for them, and we had this elaborate um, melodrama How of all these little puppies. Been, like, I can't something? remember. Yeah, but you 18. were, it was a kid, it wasn't. Like I was 18 and a half. <laughs> this was last year. Well, with, man, no. with the people I know, when they talk about the toys they got, like, I have to, like, ask, <laughs> was this when you were 25 or, like, 12? <laughs> Yeah. But no, and it was amazing, because so, like, we had, like, the, so we were able, like, I, I loved, like, we, slowly over the years, we lost the dinosaurs. The dinosaurs were great, too. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but we used, like, the, 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 the stone outcropping, and it, it stayed at my grandma's house. And I was so sad when we had to leave it. I was like, no, yeah. I love it. You know, Aww. And it was great. 
I mean, so like it was, became part of the set of the little the little figure dog figurines melodrama. What's the most disappointing Christmas or Christmas present you ever had? Well, like, or what was the worst gift you ever <laughs> getting got? Getting a car. Yeah, that was because I was like, what's the worst gift you've ever given? The worst gift I've ever given? Yeah, I already know mine. You got it, double ended dildo. I still can't believe you. I thought it was hilarious. I'm actually still kind of mad at you. Yeah, I don't blame you. I didn't get you one this year. Especially because you really were like, no, 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 it's really important to me that I get you guys something, and like, you made it this big emotional deal, and you (laughs) fucking gave it to me, you motherfucker. I'm still kind of mad. I wasn't even a good one. I had nasty seams in it. Oh man, that was actually really what pissed Foley off most of all, is it was the cheapest, nasty, petroleum, like, it is still in the packaging, in a basement. Oh yeah, I don't blame you. And it reeks of petroleum through the packaging. (laughs) I got it for like, like ten dollars. Man. You overpaid. and I, we went to the sex shop up on the 82nd. We had a good time. Like, we, like we bought a whole bunch of I'm stupid. I think we got penis pasta. Just as like Bahar had a great time. That. I, <laughs> I am glad you guys did because I was pissed off. I was mad at you for like a month. I don't blame you. If you were still pissed off, I am so mad at you. It, that was four years ago. If you want to buy me fat guy underwear as a oh, joke, anyway, <laughs> Jesus Lord. <laughs> Yes, that was the worst gift you've ever given Bill, by a long <laughs> shot. I'm really glad that presents don't mean a lot to me and that I don't convey too much in them or that would really, really hurt me. Oh, I know. I anyway. still remember saving up for weeks to get my sister Bon Jovi's Slippery When Wet on uh, <laughs> on tape. I can tell you the worst present I've ever gotten, actually. Yeah? Because I was such a jackass about it. It was Because, again, I am a jackass about presents. When I was, like, maybe um, uh, nine... I was in Fort Leavenworth, Kansas, and I had a birthday party. This isn't Christmas, but it counts. This is going to be bad. Um, and I invited everybody in my class, and there was this new, this little boy who had just, um, his, his, you know, it's military, so everybody, you know, cycles through. Yeah. And this poor little kid, he, his dad um, had been stationed in Israel and had, got, had been married, had been stationed there for like five years um, plus. And so... Um, I made you bubblegum. Thank you for getting me bubblegum colored um, Play-Doh, Bill. Anyway, anyway um, and so um, in they, they had just flown, to, they had just moved to the States like a week before. But it's one of those things where you invite everybody in the class, so I invited him, and he did not know who I was, knew anything about me, didn't know, like, or anything. Like, so um, he um, brought me a present, and he brought me a Barbie, which... That's not was the right the biggest present. insult. At the time, I was obsessed with Nerf and um, <laughs> Nerf. Yes, Nerf, Nerf is a bad, but Nerf, I don't see Nerf it. weapons. Nerf, Nerf weapons. You were captivated by the Nerf universe. I was a hardcore. Fuck you. I was a hardcore <laughs> tomboy. Um, I think what I asked for was a super soaker, um, a Nerf rifle. Wow. Um, another wooden sword because I broke the one that I had gotten at the Renaissance Festival. Bangerang. <laughs> I was so I was so lost boy. It wasn't even fun. Anyway, um, and I vividly remember. <laughs> I vividly remember crying. I, I killed him. No, parents. I was furious because his because he was totally shy. What was his name? I could still see his face. I can remember this so vividly. The party was in the basement, and they came down the stairs, and the sun was streaming through the windows, and his dad came up to me and came up. And it was like, saying, happy birthday, Annie. And he was holding his son's hand. His son just kind of turned away, like, into his dad a little bit. And he was too old for that. But he was a shy little yeah, kid. Yeah, 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 and yeah. he was scared shitless. And and he's like, here's your present. And passes me this. And I rip it open immediately because oh, I'm an asshole. No. And it's a Barbie. And I remember this wave of rage washing over me. And I, and I literally turned around, turned, and passed it to my little sister. 
said, you, here, you have this, and walked oh, away. Oh, <laughs> my God. I'm the worst human being. God. That was for Christmas? That was for Christmas. Oh, that was for my birthday. Yeah, I was going to say, that's... Uh, was like... I, I've only ever gotten amazing Christmas presents. I'm really excited. My wife gave me another one of my Christmas presents for early. She drew me a Robin Hood and Little John picture. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That's so very excited. cool. That's all I wanted, really. Yeah. Everything else is gravy. Um, what's the, what's, Bill, what's the best Christmas present you ever got? Uh, I probably have to, there's, man, there's two of them. Uh, one was, uh, 8-Bit Nintendo. Yeah. Super Nintendo. I remember I begged him, uh, man, this is the thing where I was trying to figure out when I got this, because yeah. when, when I got it was very specific, depending on what games I had played before it came out and what games yeah. came after. Yeah, I, uh, Christmas of 1987, I got an 8-Bit, uh, Nintendo, mm-hmm. and, uh, after begging the crap, crap out of my parents earlier that fall... I'd uh, gone over to uh, a friend's house to, uh, there was, like, some kind of weird, my parents would do, uh, play poker and stuff with some of the other cops, mm-hmm. uh, in the neighborhood, and, uh, they would do this, like, all-night, like, poker sessions, and the kids would hang out until, like, four o'clock in the morning. It's mm-hmm. kind of a weird thing, and one of the kids had a Nintendo, and so we'd just play that until dawn, and I saw that, I was like, oh my god, this is so amazing, that's where I played The Legend of Zelda in Castlevania for the first time. Yeah. And after that, I was like, oh my god, mom and dad, I need one of these. <laughs> and so I finally got that. And that was, that blew my mind. Uh, but the actual number one present of all time was probably, uh, I got a signed screenplay of Star Wars, signed by George Lucas, along with the signed headshot, which I've still got framed up on my wall. <sighs> was that like 1988? My parents were, my dad especially was really good at getting crazy ass fucking gifts. Not necessarily yeah. expensive gifts, but like, uh, he must have been, I think my mom said that he had been talking with, uh, like sending letters off to, uh, Lucasfilm and like emailing them or not emailing them fucking writing letters and shit like that for like months don't be in the cave uh trying to arrange like trying to get this uh the signed script to me and Uh that fucking blew my mind i read that script uh uh, backwards and forwards so much it completely fell apart oh yeah yeah i think it's still my parents uh my my parents may have uh what's left of it in their basement somewhere but like yeah the beginning page was all you know like Dear Bill, Merry Christmas, and blah blah blah. From like very hastily scribbled at the bottom, George Lucas, and I got the fo- like the the framed photo too. That's adorable. Yeah, and that thing that that script got shot to shit, and that's like, man, that really kickstarted me, like really going full fucking crazy, like uh, gorging myself on like movie art, yeah, like uh, storyboards and stuff like that too. Just just like reading the shit out of that thing. What's the worst present you ever got, man? Probably something from my sister. <laughs> I can't, like, I, I, I love Christmas so much and loved all the gifts I ever got. I don't yeah. remember a specific gift. That, like, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I'm never disappointed like in Christmas presents. My sister would steal a lot of my presents and yeah. sell them or trade them to friends for cigarettes or booze because she was, like, a 12-year-old alcoholic. And so a lot of my Christmas presents would go missing, yeah. uh, like, a day or two after I got them. Oh, which means a lot of the Nintendo games I actually got as a kid after I got my uh, Nintendo went missing because, like, like I remember Ca- I got Castlevania three one year for Christmas. Yeah. I never got a chance to even crack open the plastic on on the package Aww. because my sister uh, uh, traded to one of the bullies on the on the block for like a uh, like a thing of booze or something like yeah. that. Um, I can't remember. I can't remember specific terrible gifts from anyone, yeah. even my parents or friends or anything like it's that. It's a present. Someone cared enough about me to express an interest and get me. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm sure I've probably got something that. that like objectively I would think would be terrible, but like yeah, I've never gotten anything that like pissed me off. Or I can tell like you that. what I think is the best present I think I've ever given. Yeah, and it's one that we gave together. Yeah, last Christmas was it last Christmas? Was that the gun? The gun. We so um uh, I think it's my wife's idea because we were look. I I started requesting this great catalog called Museum Replica. 
is. Yeah. That's ridiculous, like, swords and replica, non-firing replicas of guns and stuff. I fucking love it. I still get it, and I love that stupid magazine. They have a build-your-own-sword thing, by the way, oh, right really? now. Where you can choose your own, your, all, your own pommel and all sorts of stuff, and, like, engrave <laughs> it, and, like, man, if I already didn't have one sword too many, which is one sword, I'd totally get a custom sword. Anyway, so, um, uh, the missus was like, fuck, we should totally get, like, um, uh, a gun that's like the gun in Dylan's, our friend Dylan's comic, Family Man. Yeah. And try to make, because there's a, a particular gun that's very, you know, critical. And so she, I was like, oh, it's brilliant. And I was very artfully, like, in July, um, after a page that, like, I was like, oh, Dylan, I was just reading the um, back issue. I'm just curious, what gun did you base it on? Like, being super smooth. And she said, like, it's like a, a specific kind of German hunting gun, which, of course, you cannot get a replica of. Yeah, from, like, the 18th century. Yeah. yeah. So, like, we found a Napoleonic gun that's, like, close enough. And, um, you designed the, uh, you, you did the, um, like a the wolf's detailing. head. Yeah, like the wolf's head detailing, like there is on the gun. Like you did it. In, in Dylan's the, comic. Yeah. yeah. And like, and so, and then fully carved it into the, into the butt and, um, uh, did some like rub and buff and stuff sort of thing and gave it to her. That, I think that was the most badass present. We were all three of us were pretty oh, impressed with ourselves. It was like that like peacocks. Out. Yeah. Like peacocks. That was fucking cool. Yeah. Oh man. And it's great though because I love Dylan so much. Presents aren't super important to her and she can be kind of a guarded person. Yeah. And <laughs> well, that's the thing with me and you were like, oh my god, present, 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 present. I would have shot her, She was like, that's nice. <laughs> and I know that she really, and then a lot to her. I'm not, yeah, it's not like, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not it that it was really wasn't fun. appreciated. But yeah, the <laughs> response for all three of us was like, uh, <laughs> Okay, I guess uh, I guess we'll go. Because she is a normal human being exactly, and not an yeah. idiot like that you was. And yeah, me. not on her. It was us being like crazy. Like, <laughs> oh my god, she got to love it so much. She's gonna get pregnant for this. I swear to God, we thought that the Earth was gonna split under her feet. And I think she's got it like hanging up in her like little office and yeah. stuff too. It's not like she just no, hid in a closet. Kind of it's just yeah. We learned we, that's yeah. We all collectively learned to like manage our expectations <laughs> when giving gifts to Dylan in the future. I love Dylan. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, that was fun. Yeah, that was great. And uh, like, was, I didn't even do much because you guys, you guys bought the gun. I just, I just drew on the gun and, and fully did the engraving. Great. But like, great. it was a really fun little. That project. was great, man. And uh, man, I remember one of the best times as a kid. Like, uh, because I was into video games as a kid. Almost all my be- favorite like gifts mm-hmm. as a kid were all video game related. Like, I remember one year, like, I spent all my money to buy Mega Man Two on Christmas. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the th- few games my sister did not turn around and sell the moment I got it. Well, I paid it for it with my own money because I got all the Christmas money I got that year. That year, I went ahead and bought a brand new copy of Mega Man Two. Yeah, and uh, I remember we we went to Chi-Chi's, a Mexican restaurant in Pittsburgh. Supposedly, Chi-Chi's means tits in Mexican. <laughs> We went to Mexican for uh, Christmas dinner. That was kind of Christmas family I had. And uh, I remember, like, we bought, I, I stopped in the mall and picked up a copy of that. I was, like, 12. And, like, I remember spending the whole meal, at Christmas meal at a Mexican restaurant, just reading the Mega Man 2 instruction manual in the back of the box, just pouring over it until I could get home and actually play the game. Now, that's that's uh, one, That's another one of my most abiding Christmas memories, is just, like, sitting in a Mexican restaurant, like, ole, ole, just reading about <laughs> Windman can get his ass kicked by a fireman. <laughs> they get, oh my god, this is so cool. Oh and man, when uh, I remember um, uh, I got a uh, talk boy for Christmas. What the hell's a talk boy? You clearly don't have vivid memories of the first Home Alone film. No. A talk boy was basically... Well, Christmas related. Yeah. 
Uh, Talkboy is basically just a, a Walkman with a microphone on it. Yeah. So it had a very distinctive oh, shape. Oh, voice? Well, you can, know, can, so you can record. Can you cue up a, 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 a gang movie with a banker and be like, hey, there. He do- I think he does that. I think he records parts of the, there's a part where he's like, he records parts of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he uses it on the phone to be the gangster voice. I yeah, swear to God, that happens because it with the Talkboy. No, I got a Talkboy for Christmas and my sister and I spent like the next two years... Like I'm destroying building. You destroyed my vagina. You of little Play-Doh vagina, and I did just destroy it. Yep, look at that. Look, I made I made Andy destroying some them. Play-Doh genitals, and just I just destroyed, destroyed them. them. That's how little I respect your Play-Doh genitals. Anyway, um, the penis would have fit in the vagina. The, it was anatomically correct. It was so. Yeah, have you ever tried to sculpt a Play-Doh G spot? Anyway, dear lord, this is the worst podcast. No, I got I got a top boy for Christmas because at the time I was obsessed with being a voiceover actor for yeah. cartoons. Because like June uh, June Foray and Tress McNeil were, were my favorite people, and like Mel Blanc, I just worshipped at the feet, and like Jim Cummings and all these badass guys. And uh, and uh, I was like, oh, we need a voiceover actor, and so we do all these radio shows and stuff because I'd like get another tape recorder and like a boombox and yeah. then record music and like do introductions and interstitials and all sorts of stuff and like right. sketches and stuff. Fuck loved it fucking loved it and and it paid off and now i have my wealthy career as a voice director well now when you know you're using your voice that's right to make mad bank off our podcast yeah suck on this mel blank what did you do man what else i jumped into a pile of dog poop once on christmas (laughs) (laughs) you know back in pittsburgh lots of christmas snow and uh i lived on a hill and so all everyone's backyards were kind of staggered like almost like steps going down the hill instead of all the yards being sloped down mm-hmm. the hill they were flat but then mm-hmm. there would be a drop off in the next person's yard below you mm-hmm. and uh so uh it, when it snowed a lot a lot of people loved to jump into the next door neighbor's yard you know totally. big snow piles or it yeah. was fall jump into the leaves and i jumped into the snow pile and i guess the neighbor's dog had taken a huge shit in the snow right before i jumped in and it snowed just enough to cover up this giant pile of pink weird the weirdest dog shit i've ever smelled <laughs> Or anything in my life. So I jumped in the, the dog snow was pile. Not well. And I jumped in the snow pile and I come out and I've got like pink poop all over my face. It's like I don't know if the dog had like a bowel problem or like bleeding inside. It was like this I was just covered in dog shit. I came running back to the house crying, covered in dog shit. My parents had to hose me down on Christmas morning. <laughs> Man, the best, oh man, I can't believe I didn't remember this. The best Christmas morning I have ever had in my life was uh, in at my Aunt Mary's house in San Antonio, Texas. Yeah. Um, she lived in this um, reasonably nice neighborhood of San Antonio. Um, not super wealthy, but, you know, all working class people. And um, uh, we um, were over at her, we, we slept there and woke up the next morning and a dog had jumped the fence into my aunt's backyard. It had walked, like, four or five blocks. We only learned this later, figured out where it came from. Jumped the fence to have puppies. Aww. So, I guess, no, I guess it had been, like, maybe a day or two before. Was the dog? Because they were up and about and, like, running around. Yeah. Like, maybe maybe they're actually, because they were young and they didn't want to move the mom because she was, like, really happy and my my aunt didn't care. Was the dog on the run from King Herod? (laughs) Was that what was happening? <laughs> That's very seasonally appropriate, Bill. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. No, and it was amazing because there were just fucking waves of these puppies, and they were the cutest oh. little scruffy little animals. And my sister and I, oh, it was like <laughs> I can't. There are no words. What do you? What words you know, do you, you use? Throw from the memory of this such cuteness. And what What words do you use when you're a small child obsessed with dogs and like and and when you go to Christmas and there's just like literally twelve. Oh, Twelve man. puppies 
run around the backyard. I remember this vividly. Um, uh, one of the puppies was um, kind of the runt of the litter. And um, all the other puppies ganged up on it. And so I picked it up and I took it over to the corner of the yard and I sat down with it in my lap. And it fussed and it fussed and it, I wanted to get away. It's like, no, 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 it's okay. And I started petting it and singing to yeah. it. Started singing Silent Night to it over and over and over until it fell asleep. Aww. And I just kept singing Silent Night to it. Since I didn't know the words to Silent Night. So you were just kind of like, um, I think yeah. um, part of the... And I thought this was actually really funny because I was a little idiot. Um, Silent Night... Holy night, um, blah blah blah, and then it's like, um, uh, uh, holy infant, tender and mild. Um, I'll ha- no no no, like something child. I don't know. I'll have my tacos extra mild. That was one of the lyrics I had. <laughs> this is really an interesting oh, anecdote. I'm gonna stop right now. Very cute. Lots of puppies. I was. We were still like in Kansas. We? I was probably no more than ten. Ten year old girl. Making up lyrics to Silent Night about tacos to a little newborn puppy <laughs> yep. on Christmas morning is yep. not... It's a Christmas miracle. It's pretty goddamn cute. It is a Christmas miracle. Jesus Christ. I never... Let's put it this way. I've never known anything that cute on Christmas. Man, did you guys always have real trees growing up? Yeah. We, we did... Um, especially when we were in Kansas, we did the actual go-to Christmas tree farm. Um, go on sleigh ride. Chop down trees. Sleigh ride? Yeah. Was there snow? Yeah. Well, okay. and even if there weren't, you could still have, you know, like, there'd be carts and stuff. Yeah. And uh, usually they would have, like, apple cider, like, mm, fresh, like for the man. harvest of, of apples and shit. Man, my family uh, would go out to uh, Indiana, PA, which is the self-professed uh, Christmas tree capital of the world. Because I think mm-hmm. I think it's, like, something like the Christmas Tree Growers Association of America is, is yeah. has their headquarters there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is vast farms and forests of just prime bread Christmas trees out there. It's mm-hmm. fucking crazy. And it's also Jimmy Stewart's hometown. Yeah. And so you get to hear about that every time you go out there. And uh, on the way out to the, the, the Christmas tree farm, which is run by... There's one specific one we go to run by. It was at the McGregor's. Mm-hmm. The, this family, this really old guy who ran this farm. He, like, this guy, he, he had been around since, like, the Great Depression. He, he looked yeah. like it, too. He was a great guy. And uh, we went there every year until he died. And his son inherited it. And that was actually, like, the Christmas right before my whole family left Pittsburgh. So it was kind of a weird, like, you know, that tradition broke just as we were, like, about to leave Pittsburgh anyway. Yeah. Anyway, it would stop by a flea market uh, on the way up to the tree farm. Because it was, like, a two-hour drive out to the tree farm and yeah. back. And there's, like, this little ratty-ass flea market in the middle of nowhere on the way out there, like, on the side road that would, uh, every year, would stop by. And, like, so we'd kind of stop there and get, like, a morning like, Sunday morning brunch on the way up to get this Christmas tree. And so one of my indelible Christmas memories is of being at this flea market every year and, like, looking through the ratty 50-cent paperbacks while, like, really tinny, crappy, like, Christmas music plays in the background, Mm -hmm. like, in the middle of this cold, like, little warehouse where this flea market was. Yeah. And just something about, like, the idea of, like, yeah, just kind of like, oh, here's an old Doctor Who book. Well, like, Rudolph Red-Nosed Reindeer's playing in the background. And, like, over here, like, the shitty little cafeteria, they're selling, like, 50-cent hot dogs and stuff yeah. like that. And just kind of, like, kind of, like, really Merry screams. Christmas. And you've got all this junk. And, you like, because it was out in farm country, a lot of the people selling stuff was, like, old farmers and stuff like that. So, yeah. you all, all these, a lot of old people with all craggy faces. Yeah. East Coast farm faces with yeah. farm equipment. Some, a lot of these people are selling, like, yeah, old, just, like, tractors and stuff like that. And yeah. Yeah, it was just super very Christmassy. And it would be all snow out there. And, yeah. Fuck yeah, Christmas is the best! I love Christmas. So we asked you, dear listeners, um, for oh, your see. Christmas memories. 
Um, and uh, let's see, uh, favorite movies and uh, Christmas thoughts, uh, gift stuff. Uh, Maxwell Motley says, um, uh, for many years when I was little, the Christmas story was my Christmas film because it was on every Christmas. <gasps> Shocker. Wait, did I say Christmas story? Yeah. I, I, That's I'm not thinking wrong. so much about person? Christmas. I'm so sorry. I misread. The never ending story. The never, yeah, that's, that's, I love. It's a big difference. I love movies that aren't holiday movies that become, become holiday holiday Christmas movies, movies for people yeah. just for their association. Yeah. yeah. No, the never, here's my never ending story. Story. Um, when I, <laughs> first convention I ever went to, Atreyu, the kid who played Atreyu was I supposed to be there. This. I, this is one of my favorite moments at any convention, period. So I'm at this This is not Christmas related, but it's well, worth it's getting out. Never ending yeah. story. It's a quick story. Never ending story related. So Atreyu was in a car accident on the way over and could not attend. So they get on the loudspeakers and they're like, attention, everyone. Atreyu, blah, blah, blah. And also, you know, finally known as Atreyu will not be attending due to a car accident. He's fine, but he will not be coming. His panel will be canceled or whatever. And like this giant convention center, there was just this audible, aww. They should have used the excuse that his his car got stuck in the bog of despair or something like that. (laughs) They should have. Man, if I were the guy who played Atreyu, I would totally like paint my car white and name it uh, Artax. Totally. Okay, Max Motley also says, and for many people in the UK, The Great Escape is a Christmas film. Again, the Great Escape? Yeah. Not the Grape Escape, like <laughs> no, holiday. I said it correctly. California Raisin Special. <laughs> great Escape? That's not I'm, wrong. Here's here's another sad confession. I've never seen The Great Escape. Oh, really? I've never seen it. Have you ever seen anyone throw a ball against a wall? Uh, a I know. That's the thing. It's one of those things where I worry if I can ever actually see it because I've seen Man, it spoof so many times. There's a Goodfellas homage. There's a whole episode of a Community of that's all Goodfellas. Like, um, and I was trying to explain to, uh, to Bahar what the Goodfellas parts where I was like, no, really, actually, this whole episode is a, is a Goodfellas joke. It doesn't make it's sense. It's one of those things where I've also movie. never seen um, also a Christmas movie, technically, I think. Um, what? what is the movie? The big... Um, uh, with Follow the... that bird. <laughs> no. Citizen Kane. Isn't Citizen Kane related to Christmas? There's snow! No, Christmas... No. Hey, Citizen... I've never seen it. Hey, is my Citizen Kane, not that good. B, but not a Christmas movie. My point is that there are some movies that I feel like I can never oh! see because they're alluded to so Oh, uh, White Christmas is directed by Michael Curtis, the guy who did Casablanca. So that's why oh. it's a good movie. White Christmas is amazing. White Christmas is my favorite Christmas movie. We've talked about I that. could see that. Well, yeah, we can talk about that in a little bit. Um, anyway, um... Oh, I'm going to make a Play-Doh taco. What else? Um, uh, Rachel Edidin, lovely lady, uh, says, <laughs> uh, Last year, my husband's insane aunt gave me Twilight and demanded that I verify that I was totally into it. Awkward. Twilight. Any, yeah, I think Rachel's got really super crazy conservative family members. Yeah. Like, extended... To yeah, be fair, I'm sure that my Aunt Mary, where she's still with me and where I younger, knowing that I was a reader, um, would probably have gotten me Twilight. And said, here, you'll probably like this. I mean, I can appreciate what they're, they'd be trying to do in doing that, but yeah, no. Oh, this is not Christmas related, but Sean Baca says uh, uh, he or she uh, he. has picked up... He? He's a dude. Is it Sean? Well, I don't sure. know, Sean. Uh, he picked up Bone uh, on our suggestion from our... As well he should. Anyway. Hope you're enjoying it, sir. It's good stuff. Um, uh, Adrian G. Wallace says, favorite holiday movies, Tokyo Godfathers. Fuck yeah. Excellent. So bummed that uh, Satoshi Kon, the guy who directed that, died like two years ago, but still. It's a, it's a wonderful film. Very strange, very wonderful. Like, the same guy did, uh, Paprika. Paprika. Paprika, which is one of my favorite films of all time. For no apparent reason. Oh god, I gotta watch Tokyo Godfathers. I'm Godfather. so obsessed with Paprika, and I don't know why. Mm. Um, Terry Gilliam's Brazil. Which people forget that technically Christmas yeah. movie takes, yeah. It's a great, um, and of course, um, <laughs> Mystery Science Theater 3000's Santa Claus Conquers. Uh, today is the 20th anniversary of the first airing of Mystery Science Theater 3000's Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. And of course, you've never seen that, right? I'm, there are some things, wait, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians? Or I missed Ether Caves version. I've seen both. 
I've seen it without. Not impressed. With I can totally understand. I don't. Un- I, you know, there's some things that I'm just I miss. Man, that episode. Uh, I just watched that again uh, l- night before last. That when I just realized that. Oh God, Santa Claus conquers Martians is so great. It's got Piazzador in it. You don't know who Piazzador is. No. She was in Hairspray. Do you know what Hairspray? I is? know what I'm hairspray just saying. Is. I, it's been. I've not seen either Hairspray. The robot Holocaust. Man, I whenever I think of Mystery Science Theater, I think a crow. Uh, Joel asking him what he wants for Christmas, and he says, I just want the power to uh, decide who lives and who dies. And I remember when I saw that as a kid, I couldn't stop laughing, and that happened again on the episode the other night. I was shit myself, like, because I completely forgot about that joke, and, yeah. It's nice when you consistently laugh at jokes, like, every time. Yeah, like, a joke you haven't seen in, like, ten years, and yeah. it hits you just as hard uh, yep. ten years later as the last time you've seen it. Yeah. Um, you had also asked, um, uh, for people to throw us their favorite, um, holiday snack recommendations. Yeah! And Hannah K. Groff, um, says, the greatest snack for Australian weather is all the stone fruits dipped in cream. What the hell's a stone? If you need fruit? me, I'll be there. Oh, like fruits with seeds? I presume. Did they, well, I guess it's hot down there right now, right? You it's know, all Mad Maxi. I don't know. I am so ignorant about some things. Man, in Australia, is their favorite I Christmas know. snack? <laughs> Stop it! You're gonna say something like dingo meat. <laughs> no! Kangaroo feet. Tired Mad Max joke <laughs> about how they love iced gasoline. <laughs> or as they say in Australia, gasoline. <laughs> is working on a story set on an Australian cattle station, so we're trying to find research material for Australian cattle stations. She ordered some books and they're all printed upside down? <laughs> no! A, it's hard to find any books about that subject in particular, but the Australian one thing, there's a show called McLeod's Daughters that's about women running an Australian cattle station, yeah. and it came out like 2002, and so this morning over breakfast we watched the first episode. I, I've seen all of two Australian television shows, too. I've seen McLeod's Daughters, and I've seen Satisfaction, which is about an Australian brothel. Wow. Um, and what amazed me about both of these shows, granted I've seen one episode of McLeod's Daughters and maybe four episodes of Satisfaction, is that there's just the A plot barreling ever onwards. There is no B plot. Like, at some point in Satisfaction, they, they gently kind of introduce some B plots very daintily, and it was adorable. It was amazing. I don't... I Granted, I would not... Hold those two as the standards of Australian television necessarily, but it was really interesting. I never even thought about the idea of Australian bread TV. Like, you don't think Australia is producing its own stuff. Like Australian a- listeners, um, Sean Baca and, um, I'm sorry I put my iPod Is Sean Baca that. Australian? I think so. Ooh. Uh, his, I think his name is actually Sean Baker. Man. Because he was tweeting at me about, because I tweeted that I was going to the Australian meat pie place with dinner with Mrs. Oh, that's right. We're having my sausage. Yes. Oh. D- Bill's having a sausage roll, which he claims he has never heard of a sausage roll before. It's good. It's just a sausage <sighs> in a roll. That's all Jesus. it is. Jesus. And I'm oh. having chicken, chicken pot pie. One of the hottest but, things in the world is a woman with an Australian accent. It's true. That's mostly just because of watching Mad Max. I don't know what's hotter than that to me than like a British accent. Maybe if I grew up watching Doctor Who more often Maybe. than Mad Max, maybe that would be a thing. But, yeah. You know. I think what's interesting, I think what captivates Americans about Australian accents is it's like a British accent, but different. It's like, it's, yeah, you don't, you don't so know why it's different. So it's like it has this element of the other. Yeah. And I think it's like, and I think it is honestly the element of other because, like, really, as an American growing up at the time that you and I, because, like, really, the Australians that we were presented with were Mad Max related or, like, Crocodile Dundee bullshit. And that's it. So, like, there's this whole enigma around Australia and who Australians that, are. Did it take place in Australia, that crazy movie we watched, uh, The Fuck You Zoo or whatever that, that family was about? Crime? Oh, Animal, um. Animal House? <laughs> 
I can't remember what... Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom. That was set in Australia. That was very yeah, good. Yeah, with What's-His-Face, who got... Good. Man, he died? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. This is the worst podcast Merry ever Christmas. Ever Everyone We got some worse. other... I, wait, did any... I think one or two people responded to me about stuff on my podcast, or on my Twitter feed. Oh, God, maybe they didn't. Maybe I'm looking this... In. I'm Imagine looking at the it. official Boy Hattie podcast. Well, Everything every else once in a while someone responded to me. Uh, oh, no, Paladromic Girl, she also responded to me on my Twitter feed. Yes. So we appreciate so much when y'all interact with us and encourage us no, to... we love you guys. That's why I'm looking it up. Um, <laughs> However, um, LR, who's at Half Dragon 3, um, asked, if either of us have gotten into World of Warcraft, will you try to get into the Old Republic? This is not Christmas related, but this is what we're talking about. Well, it's, it's podcast feedback. Yeah. So, um, uh, I have not played... I, I, excuse me. I know that I have an addictive personality, so I have very deliberately not gotten into any sort of MMO. I think you and I could have fun in, in an MMO, but you, you'd have to... I have only... I, the few MMOs I have played, A, the one that I played a little bit, very nearly destroyed my life for the moment I played it, because I just got to get addicted MMO? to it. Yes, Bill. The it was just an open text file. <laughs> I just pretended to have conversations with Wishbone. You almost died after playing Zork for 48 straight hours. No, I'm not going to say which MMO it was because it was embarrassing. I've told you about this. I'm glad that you've forgotten. Yeah, okay. Regardless, anyway, I the worst part of it was I got into a um, big like tournament sort of thing on Easter morning. And um, kept oh, winning and this. winning and winning and in fact won, but in the process missed Easter dinner with my family. Fuck Easter! And it was one of those things where it's like, um, my family is uh, uh has totally adjourned, and I my food was cold. I'm like, what did I? I got a fancy avatar at this and nothing else, and it's just kind of a very vivid um, metaphor. But no, I am only interested in MMOs in as much as I can play with friends. I'm overly curious in uh, the Old Republic just because it's you know Kotor. Yeah. An extension I mean, of that. Fireware, you yeah. Know? There's the element of curiosity, but I don't, I am, I have spent too much time playing Skyrim to allow myself to play an MMO. As a game, it sounds like the Old Republic's pretty, pretty just, I need eh. games that end. I, this is what I've realized about myself. Well, I have, there's a single player campaign you can beat, or not a single player, but there's a story through you can beat, oh, yeah. but then it's still open-ended, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, I need games that end. I need games where I'm like, oh, not just, I need to gather three more things, okay. Um... Thank God that, that, that Skyrim has achievement points, because I think once I've gotten all the achievement points, which I'm very close to doing, I'll be done with it. You know, I just have to You're finish... you get all the achievement points? I'm almost done. I only have six left. Oh my two God. Two related to the Dark Brotherhood, two related to Thieves Guild, and I'm two related to the... I'm gonna have to write Avatar game just to beat you. <laughs> so... Uh, but yeah, Old Republic, I'm tempted, because I do, I do have pleasant associations with Star Wars, and there are some friends of mine who are playing, and I'm like, sure, I would love to That's play That's all fully voice and something. Production value seems really yeah, strong. but I don't... I don't think I can allow myself. I think I'd like... My wife continues to have sex with me regardless of the fact that I keep playing Skyrim while wearing a Santa hat. And I don't think I want to test my luck. You know, she could go down on you while you're playing these games at the computer. <laughs> I was li- Here's the part where I talk about another podcast. I was listening to my brother, my brother, and me. And they're, and they're in a submission. They're in a Yahoo answer. That, this is an advice podcast. And it's great. And you should listen to it. But they had one that was from a girl who was like, My boyfriend bought Skyrim last night. And normally he just plays games for an hour or two. But he has been playing it for nine hours. I was worried he wouldn't eat. He didn't even get up for a bathroom break or to get food. So I ordered him a pizza. And normally he likes to have sex twice a day. And I got worried. So I gave him a blowjob while he was playing. What should I do? And they were just like, oh my god, you ha- you're the perfect girlfriend. 
Yeah, she she keeps trying to please him while she's completely ignoring her. That's beautiful. Um, Skyrim. I'm just glad that my wife likes me. Please. The Giant Bomb pa- uh, podcast th- this morning they were talking about in Knights of the Or uh, no, not I keep on wanting to call it Knights of the Old Republic. In the Old Republic, they were talking about it's the kind of MMO where it's crowded enough that like if you go to like uh, there was a mission where you're supposed to go blow up this uh, anti-aircraft yeah. gun, and uh, everyone's just in line to blow it up. Because it's an MMO and you're everyone's trying to do the same thing. See, that's and what so, I think is so interesting. But it's part of the story yeah. where, like, okay, 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 Joe just blew it up. Okay, get in line. You blow it up now to fulfill your quest and go on to the next part of yeah. the story. So and, like, your Star hanging Wars out- is about, like, personal, like... It's about dude A and dude B doing shit to dude C. It's not, it's not, I mean, it's not really massive by definition. I mean, it, there's the world. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, that seems so antithetical well, to Star Wars stuff to me. Well, is a little more Well, yeah, MMO-y, but, you know, it's... So also, Star Wars lends itself more to action games than role-playing games. I, I would mean, disagree. I, I would disagree. I had a thing in high school where a friend and I, we had, like, kind of an online role-playing thing. Yeah. Where we actually invented our own race, our own Star Wars race, and had, like, a whole thing and, like, all these stories and stuff. The shut-ins? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> What's really great is that every once in a while, I'll look up this girl who's, like, one of my best... Fuck you. One of my best e-friends when I was, like, 12. Yeah. And she's totally, like, this abstract performance artist sort of oh, person. Really? It's totally fascinating. So she kind of kept on using her creativity to do stuff. Yep. But, like, like to make... Whereas we I just both, realized you're dressed like Aunt Beru right now, actually. Because you've got the blue shirt on and the red uh, I am bandana. not even remotely dressed like Aunt Beru. I have a blue western shirt on. Don't you Google Aunt Beru to prove me wrong. I don't think I know what Aunt Beru I looks have, like. I have... Okay, if she's wearing a red bandana and a Santa hat, then yes, I look like Aunt Beru. I oh, have vaguely. a blue western shirt. I'll show you shirt. later. It's the same color pattern. Let's oh, put that. Whatever. I always thought she had a bandana on. Otherwise. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, we should wrap up the Christmas podcast. We should uh, wrap it up by listing in alphabetical order our favorite Christmas things. <laughs> you start. Now. In alphabetical order. Um, a Christmas Carol. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Breakfast stop club. It. Okay, stop it. Christmas Carol. Um, I do love Christmas breakfast. I love my Christmas pajamas. I better, I gotta go get some Christmas. Don't you do Eggie in the Basket for Christmas? Not necessarily. Okay. We did that year with Australians you. should know Eggie in the Basket, right? That sounds like an Australian thing. Jesus. Lord. Like Dingo Wormhole. Here's, here's our vaguely racist. I love racist. Dingo Wormhole. Please put us a tag for this racist, one. It's vaguely a country. Making vague It's not a genetic thing. about Australia. I love Australia. <laughs> mm. I want to suck your titty. Uh, Oh dear. Uh, man, Christmas music. Just even thinking about I Christmas music Christmas from a podcast. Uh, Little Women soundtrack, which is also yeah, Little, my, Little Women 1994 starring. That's right. Shout me out here, bitch. Ah, it's my tradition that I introduced to you, motherfucker. What? Little Women. Little Women for Christmas. Oh, I like Little Women. I, I know you like Little Women, but Little Women as a Christmas ritual. You think I would have never thought to watch Little Women Fuck at Christmas? You. Fuck you. It's a ritual. It's a ritual. We starts and ends at Christmas. <laughs> My family always. Oh, no, watches. no, with us now it's a tradition. Yeah. I wasn't a tradition until it became a tradition with you. That's, That's what now. I meant. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna argue that. I'm just saying, but yeah. Little women, my family One of our bonding things was like, hey, little women, mm, so good. The soundtrack by Thomas Newman, mm, so good. Mwah. That was one of our first times we ever met and like hung out. Yeah. We're like, yeah. Thomas yeah. jerk off of Joe March's face. My family my family really my mom really loved Little Women. We loved the movie like in nineteen ninety four or whatever. Yeah. And the soundtrack is great. My family listens to that soundtrack on Thanksgiving and on Christmas. That's, That's the soundtrack show. that kind of made uh, uh, Thomas Newman kind of famous. And he's the guy who did music for... If you hear anything with, like, kind of like, kind of clarinets and shit, that's Fuck him. Fuck you. I'm just saying, he has a style. He does have a style, unlike wah, any wah. other musician. By the way, um, Muppet Treasure Island scored by Hans Zimmer. I'm not kidding. And what's his name? Henry, Hans Zimmer 
first Henry Gregor Williams or whatever his oh, name really? is. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I was like, hey, that's Toy- why the, the score is actually really Toys good. Toys is also scored by Hans Zimmer, too. Really? So Hans Zimmer has a weird... Toys, man, one of my favorite... Muppet Treasure Island is a really good opening theme, I'm just saying. Yeah. Really uh, toys is also one of my favorite, favorite, favorite Christmas movies. And by toys, I don't mean Toy Story, I mean the shitty-ass, <laughs> like, 1993 Robin Williams <sighs> comedy. Uh, it was a Barry Levinson. It is a terrible, fucking, atrocious movie. But it, it is so stupid, I adore it. It has, a uh, uh, who's, uh, John, John, C- Joan Cusack? Mm-hmm. Uh, it has Joan Cusack in a paper doll outfit. Also, it has hot chick. When you when you got a is movie, it, is it LL Cool J Joan Cusack's brother? Uh, no, LL Cool J is Robin Williams' brother. Oh, okay, I remember. And they never explain <laughs> what, what the racial difference or anything. They're just brothers. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah, Joan Cusack. She's she's a robot who plays a paper doll or who's dressed like a paper doll. You have uh, what's your name? The Princess Bride. She's in it. She's dressed like a toy soldier for the whole movie. That's hot. <laughs> That's the only um, way you can finish. It's got man, it's got toodles in it. Hook is kind of oh, I just realized Hook is kind Hook of a Christmas is kind movie. Kind of a Christmas movie. It kind of starts off at Christmas. It yeah. starts off with a Christmas uh, Peter Pan pageant. That's true. Hook is so terrible. That's another thing where Hook and Little Women are like our like Christmas. Little movies. Women is good. Little no. Women is actually really good. I, we need to watch the original silent film starring Catherine Hepburn. Uh, it's not silent. It's it's totally voiced. It's Catherine Hepburn. All the voices by Catherine Hepburn. Catherine Hepburn is the only Lord good part of it. Yeah. Though. Otherwise, it's pretty awful. Yeah. It's just the only bit good part is that her expletive is Christopher Columbus. <laughs> Christopher. <laughs> One of the other things, too, I like about the 1990s Little Women movie starring Winona Ryder, who is actually, it's pretty, pretty much the only thing she's ever been in where she's actually been good, mm-hmm. uh, is the fact that it was actually written and directed and put together and produced by women. Like, yeah. it's, it's actually not, yeah, it's, it's, it's actually like a, a girl power movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a little, and the soundtrack is fantastic. Uh, music, yeah, Bing Crosby, Emmett Otter, sound, uh, Jug Band's Christmas soundtrack, that's mm-hmm. one of my per, uh, perennial favorites. What else any, do you like? Why, why make any Christmas album that is not Charlie Brown Christmas? Charlie Brown Christmas is the no, only is Christmas the album you need. Like, you can gets, shoot all other Christmas albums into space. It's kind of been beaten in the ground now a little bit, because it's care. so popular, but it's still good. It's like the Beatles. Like, you like you, like you you can get tired of, like, not get tired of the Beatles, but you can hear them all the time, but it still doesn't change the fact that it's... The, uh, Vince Guaraldi's Christmas it album gets all is the emotions of Christmas, all yeah. the, the the happiness, the joy, the melancholy, all of it is in there. Yeah. It's perfect. It's almost as good as Enya. <laughs> I'll just say Enya is kind of Christmassy. <laughs> anyway, what else is on your list, Bill? Go Fair, for it. Uh, go Pogues. on your list. Go the through the Fairy Tale of New York. Uh huh. Have you heard the song? I don't. It's all about sluts. Yes, you've and, and getting hooked on I heroin. You love the Pogues. It's great. Uh, Tom Waits's uh, Christmas uh, card from a hooker in Minneapolis. A fucking fantastic. Uh, I'm just saying uh, that is all the good music that we know of. <laughs> I'm not going to give any <laughs> choice. Do you, what else do you like? Christmas music? I'm yeah. not kidding. I don't really need it. It's Charlie Brown. Okay. I listen. I listen to other stuff when it comes on. Like actually, I've been li- really enjoying Pandora's Swingin' Christmas Station. Is it cool? It's actually good because it's all old school Christmas stuff, which is what I like. Oh, I really cool. like Christmas albums. From Man, last movies, year I finally tracked down the soundtrack to the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer and you know the original mm-hmm. like Rankin Bass special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fucking hilarious. Just even like it's it's not just the songs, but it's got all the incidental music and stuff. Yeah, like that's very cute. It's it's a good listen. Um. TV specials. Do you have any favorites? Like I'm Grinch? You talk, you were, you've been talking about watching I'm the Grinch. I'm boring. I like the Grinch. I like um, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. I'm really excited because we're having Christmas morning with our friends Brennan and Chase, and they're going to show us the um, animated X-Men from like 19, the 90s. <laughs> Apparently there was a Christmas episode. Oh, really? We're going to watch that. Oh, we're going to watch like that for Christmas Carol. Oh, man. 
course, yeah, there's a Charlie Brown Christmas special, which which is the adores. best. It is the best. Uh, again, uh, with the Emmett Otter, Emmett Otter, Shark Bang Christmas is my Christmas special. Growing up as a kid, that was my my go to thing. I fucking love that thing. One of the best Christmas things ever created by the hands of man. Uh, oh, uh, I just uh, rank. Speaking of Rankin Bass stuff with Rudolph Redno's rain beer, rain beer. I'm drunk. This eggnog's <laughs> fucking me up. I got I got salmonella already. Here, Bill, you can drink mine. No, Twice the Night Before Christmas is an animated uh, Rankin-Bass special, which has not been aired in like a good decade, decade and a half, mm-hmm. uh, starring Joel Grey, which is a great little Christmas special, which I found and just watched the other night, and it's very cool. Uh, a lot of those early Rankin-Bass specials uh, have design, designs by Paul Cocker, who is a cartoonist for Mad Magazine. Yeah. His very distinctive style. If you ever saw his illustrations, you probably recognize who he is. And uh, watching the special uh, and seeing the credits he designed for the special, I realized his handwriting mm-hmm. is what I've been subconsciously basing my handwriting off of yeah. all my fucking life. Yeah. Because I just like that handwriting so much, seeing that as a kid in a Christmas yeah. special. I didn't realize that that's like, when, especially like if I'm trying to do like kind of fancy script. It's, it's, yeah. I that was kind of a weird thing to suddenly realize. base my handwriting on a blind person who is incapable of writing because my <laughs> handwriting is fucking illegible. God. Oh man, then I also remember uh, there used to be a great Sesame Street Christmas special. Mm-hmm. So called like Christmas on Sesame Street. <laughs> it's really weird because like Big Bird suddenly realizes that it's impossible for Santa Claus to get down chimneys. How does he do that yeah. so he has a weird crisis of faith uh-huh. I can't remember what happens the rest of it but I remember seeing it as a little, little little kid that freaked me out as a kid see I'm realizing that I missed a lot of Christmas specials because around Christmas time we'd always be visiting family and we were allowed to watch TV oh really well, I mean not like not like not allowed not but like we were, witnesses, we were all yeah. like talking and do, we were doing like fucking bonding and shit it was awful my family was just watching TV but yeah. I never I realized I haven't seen like half of these Christmas specials like I never knew that they aired It's a Wonderful Life on Christmas or like Christmas Eve yeah my I family would always be like hanging did out. i just make you watch a wonderful life for the first time last yeah. year yeah and you've never saw a christmas story until i showed that to you that's too correct man those yeah. are good but like if you didn't grow up with them then you know you weren't missing out on much because that wasn't part of your christmas it's not like you had a wonderful christmas. life you just had a different kind of christmas. christmas story is not a good movie <laughs> it, it's good if you grew up with it but yeah, yeah objectively it's not like there's some fantastic things where i'm like of... oh i just missed on this train that's oh that's okay. a wonderful life though it's still like it's it's, it's, it's such a dark fucked up movie yeah. Like, it's not really about Christmas until, like, the last five minutes of the movie, and really it's mostly just uh, a bunch of people paying Jimmy Stewart not to kill himself. <laughs> about subprime loan, or yeah. subprime mortgage. Um, so movies, yeah, Little Women, again, we can talk about. Has, uh, oh, yeah, it has Batman. Yes, we made these jokes, but let's move on. I just want to my, my favorite Christmas movie that's not about Christmas is Desk Set. Desk Set is one of my favorite movies of all time with Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn. And the my one of my favorite moments in all of, of movie history is when uh, it's about these reference librarians at a um, uh, broadcast studio in like the 50s and um, uh, who are threatened by um, uh, computer systems being oh, run in on the process. Oh, we watched You made me watch this, yeah. And uh, it's, it's, it's a very good movie. Um, it's, it's dated and not at the same time because that's hella relevant. But um, the, my, one of my favorite moments in any movie is when all the librarians are getting shit-faced drunk at a company party. And they're just, it's, it's Catherine Hepburn and Joan Blondell just giggling at each other. And yeah. it's the cutest, like, ten minutes committed to film. I love it. Oh, well, I have to watch that again sometime. It's one of my favorite movies. I remember not uh, hating it. It's like my eggnog. You didn't hate it, but you just didn't want it. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Did us your list, fat No, man. there's only one more. Did I ever actually make you watch Tokyo Godfathers? Yeah, I've seen it. Because that's uh, here I've in Portland with uh, Jen and Kip, that's our, uh, that's, that's our tradition is watching Tokyo Godfathers. Yeah. It's just fucking amazing. It's cute. It's a really cute, cute. story. It is. 
has got a drag queen trying to save a baby. See, that's what's amazing about it. It's like it's the kind of story that you would never see any sort of American narrative tell, and that's why I yeah, like exactly. It. So about, you Godfathers, yeah, it's yeah, about three homeless people, one of whom is a uh, yeah drag queen, and yeah. uh, um, it's amazing. They find a baby and they trying to protect the baby, and it's just it's, it's a crazy beautiful. Christmas romp. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, I can't think of anything else. I think we drank all the Christmas, <laughs> and by I drank all the Christmas, I drank all the eggnog. And, oh. Okay, everybody, Merry Christmas. I also ate some play doh, and I'm starting to feel it now. <laughs> There's, there's still time to give me presents if any of you are planning My on it. My feet are turning inside out. I can feel them right now. <laughs> no, I hope you guys all have a very safe and happy holidays. Um, I regret giving Bill his Tardis cookie jar. Speaking of which, next uh, next uh, episode is going to be our Doctor Who themed. Yes, this will be interesting because Bill has okay. many strong feelings about Doctor Who, and I really am new to Who. <laughs> It's really going to be Bill shouting as I say. Yeah, I want to get a guest or two on here, so it's not just me yelling at you about Doctor Who. <laughs> Annie, this is why the Fifth Doctor was awesome. <laughs> this is why the Sixth Doctor was bullshit. <sighs> yeah, that'll be next week's episode. Uh, next week's our episode will be themed be con- alienating Annie. Well, it will be fun. Don't worry. No, I know. We're gonna make I, a I, can, I now am able to have a conversation about Doctor Who. Yeah, I have, I'm you've seen all the last Doctor. You've only seen the Matt Smith stuff, right? I've seen some of the Eccleston Small and some slices. of the David Tennant, and I could care less about both of those guys. Yeah. So uh, if if you don't like Doctor Who next week, I will. I will try to try to make it as non Doctor Who friendly, uh, fan friendly as possible by explaining some of the things rather than just being like. You're gonna make it not Doctor Who fan friendly, so you're gonna alienate the Doctor Who fans. No, I meant we're trying to we'll explain what Doctor Who is a little bit, so you can follow along. Maybe let's keep the podcast along. So if you ever get into Doctor Who, you can start like go jump back and listen and go. Oh, I see what they're talking about now. Christopher Eccleston is better than David Tennant. He's absolutely correct. So we'll do that, and maybe we might do a Pinocchio podcast afterwards. Yeah, we'll getting back on the Disney train. Oh God, Snow White was so bad. <laughs> Snow White almost killed us. That's, God. that's all it is. Man, we almost got cool-handed looped by Snow White, <laughs> where we ate 30 Snow Whites and we almost died. <laughs> anyway, as always, guys, we're boyhowdy.org. We're at Boy Howdy Podcast on the Twitters. Um, thank you, as always, for listening and for your kind words. Uh, we love you guys. Merry Christmas. Uh, happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Yeah. Um, happy holidays. Ooh, yeah, happy um, Christmas. Merry Christmas to you guys. I hope you get to spend this holiday season with you and yours and uh, are, are filled with love of uh, those who love you. That's what it's all about, my friends. That's what Christmas is about. Christmas is the day where everyone has to stop being a jackass for five minutes and be nice to each other. Christmas is the only day of the year Baskin Robinson's (laughs) cool. And with that, friends, take care.